everybody, and welcome to Saturday Night. Good evening, Mike. How are you? Oh, wonderful, mate. Saturday Night Live. Here we are again. Having a crack. Having a crack? Yeah. Tell you what, man. What a, what a week, mate. What a week it's been. Yeah, you've had an exciting week? I've had an exciting week. I haven't, I haven't been on the road all week, so I've sort of... I've, I've, I've done some exciting things. I went and got myself uh, uh, signed off by the cardiologist, so I'm right to pay taxes for another year. Yeah, right. Isn't that so good the... when a doctor needs to tell you that? <laughs> well, you know, it's all right, mate. Zelensky's got to get his money from somewhere, so, yeah. Yeah. you know. It is. Um, it's good that uh, good that it is after uh, a, um, a scare like you've had with your heart. It's good to know that you're ready to go and... Oh look, I I've got to have that. I've got to have the annual medical, and it's been I've got to say it's been a bit of a stress for Rose and myself. Probably uh, probably more so for Rose because she was a bit worried she might have to put up with me full time. Yeah, well, and, we can all understand you know. that being a problem. <laughs> it could, could have been a little bit of a problem. Yeah, it's a um, impact, you know, divorce. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is stressful uh, when you've got something sort of hanging over your head that's that um, is your livelihood. Well, yeah, you know, we, we've got other things we can we, we can do, hmm. but you know the the reality of it is is that you know we we still do have to pay the bills, hmm. and the reality of it for me at the moment is that the trucking does do that. So, you know, it's a little bit little bit of a thing. But anyway, hmm. speaking of trucking. Tonight's show, mate, brought to us by Renko, our uh, Rig of the Month sponsors, the Renko Rig of the Month. Yeah. In uh, Truck and Life magazine, they sponsor the Rig of the Month every month. So there's three Renko Rig of the Month posters in every magazine at the moment. And uh, they're pretty good, aren't they, Renko? They've got a bit of everything. If you're looking for a bit of gear to help you through your busy (laughs) times or whatever. You know, might have been um, unfortunate enough to have one... You know, leave the road. <laughs> bit of a breakdown, bit of a breakdown. Yeah, we call it a breakdown or, or, or upside down or whatever. Breakdown, upside down, whatever, yeah. trucks, trailers. Yeah. Um, not only that, you know, they've got equipment like, you know, their yard tugs and things like that to be... Yeah, they know, do. They go out on hire all the time. Sometimes people yeah. don't, don't actually want to invest in the equipment themselves to own, so mm-hmm. it, it's good to be able to rent, rent it, so... They are, well, a, they are a, a very big sponsor of ours. And, um, yeah, if you're looking for some extra big, gear, you go to rentco.com.au. So, or you can track them down in every capital city in Australia. That's right. Yep. They are everywhere. Everywhere. And so. if, you've got, if you've got a rig of the month poster with a, a Rinko rig of the month post, you'll see all the locations and all the contact details are all printed on the back of that. Mm. So, yeah, so good speak- to have them on board. Yeah, so speaking of the magazine as well, Mike, to be at the printers, so we'll get them... It is. It is at the printers. Ready to um, to send out shortly. It will be sent out very, very shortly, and uh, we'll be down at Croyt with some hard copies of the latest magazine as well. I've got to stop by the roadie at Mortlake and pick them up. We're having, some, we're having 100 or so sent out there to take down to Croyt with us, so... Mm. Yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty good. You can uh, pick up Truck and Life magazine at any of the um, BP Rampage sites. Yeah. So 
I can't rattle them all up, but I know the main ones, Archerfield, Maroola, North and Southbound, um, Cooper Street in Melbourne, Nambucca Heads. Townsville. Townsville. What else, mate? I can't think of the other couple. You did say Archerfield, didn't you? I, don't I did the, say Archerfield. I don't have the list here, maybe. You don't have the list in front of us, we but might. no, Rampage have been good enough to put them on. They're good. Yeah, Colette might come down here in a minute and throw a list in the face. So you probably I think, say I think you should, should know that. We should know that. We should. We absolutely should know that. And uh, yeah, you can get your, get your hard copies there, but the best way, of course, is a sponsorship from uh, truckandlife.net.au. Go there and... Uh, you can get a four-issue sponsorship, uh, four-issue subscription. That's yeah, the word right, we're looking for. Struggling for words there today, Mike. Oh, mate, I was, I was, I'm just sort of looking at this uh, lovely, frosty, great northern here, and I'm thinking <laughs> about wrapping my lips around the top of that. Yeah, <laughs> I had one earlier there this afternoon. and <clears throat> Yeah, just a, a quick beer after a bit of a, a harder day in the yard than I'm used to. Yeah. You're rolling around in the dirt and the sun, yeah, mate. The sun, mate, the sun, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you know them days you actually start feeling your age? Well, today's one of them. So, but right, eh? it's been very hot and humid here, so, yeah, yeah. just doing a few jobs today that, yeah, got the, um, yeah, aged me a little. So, <laughs> it aged you a little, did it? <laughs> anyway, doing a bit, been doing a bit tougher this evening than I do on most, but I mm. have found... We, we really need to get these sponsors to start paying for this. So I have found a great northern <laughs> myself and a bit of honey whiskey, so I, well, I, I imagine we're both on the same page there, eh? Oh, mate, we are. Indeed, we are indeed. It's so, a great way to spend a Saturday afternoon, a Saturday so, evening. And for us, it's just like, you know, a few of us sitting around the shed having a beer or, as it would be the case today, in, in the air conditioner, I did have... Come home and have a swim. Uh, well, Did you? We were we were actually blessed with um, our daughter and son-in-law and our grandson. Right today, oh, no. we actually sat in here this afternoon and we did a little bit of a mock thing on the radio so he could put oh, the headphones God. on. And he's sat and blocked yeah. his chair here and yeah, oh, no. had a we had a, had a little chat about his recent little camping adventures. So, oh, no. And yeah, when what's he been up to? Has he been just running around or what? Oh, you just run around, you know, like three-year-olds do. Crazy. <laughs> so. Three-year-old. Three probably makes a damn sight more sense than some people I've met. Ah, well, that's true. But, um, yeah, so we had a little little conversation here this afternoon. Yeah. Just telling him about his trip and where they'd been. So, yeah. Well, Rose and I spent a lovely afternoon watching the telly. Yeah. Because we, we went out this morning, Rose made the back lawn, and I did a little bit of whippersnipping and... A bit of weed killing and, and that sort of thing uh, before it all got too hot. But we spent, we spent the afternoon sitting in the lounge in the air conditioning. We watched. We started watching a show called Boy Swallows Universe. I it's actually, I, I flicked onto Netflix there. I, I went and lay on the lounge here for an hour thinking yeah. I'll just see if I can shut my eyes. And, but anyway, <laughs> yep. I, I saw that pop up. So tell, tell yeah. more. Tell me more. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a bit out there, right? Mm-hmm. It is a little bit out there. Now the lead, the one of the leading lead actors in it's bloke named Travis Fermel. Now I remember Travis Fermel from Vikings. He played Ragnar Lothbrok in Life and in Vikings, right? Right. And I thought that he was a European actor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I got a huge shock because I, I get this thing sometimes. I'll be sitting there, and I'll watch TV, be watching something, 
and I'll start Googling who the cast are and have a bit of a look at them, you know, and who they are. Travis Hamill's from Machuca. Really? From Machuca. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. And, and his father, Chris, is a, is, is a cattle rancher. A rancher. <laughs> so, well, this is a, a rancher. He's a ranger. Well, he's probably got three blue, b- black cows in his back paddock or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, no, from uh, from Achuka. So yeah, anyway, there you go. So there's all these questions about why was he removed from Vikings and all that sort of. He wasn't removed from Vikings. His character had reached his use-by date in Vikings. Right. But you know that was a pretty big show. Vikings. It went for a long time, and and obviously Ragnar was a a central character. So to see him pop up in this Boy Swallows universe thing was a bit of a surprise for me because I saw him straight away. He's a very recognisable figure if you've seen Vikings. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I was a bit surprised, and that was what intrigued me, you know, intrigued me to look him up. Like, how did they get a bloke like that to do a, you know, a pint-sized Aussie buddy drama production, you know? It's different, isn't it? I was actually listening, you know, there to these <clears throat> awards and going for TV, and I, I don't, and, and movies, I don't normally pay much attention to it, but they were talking about, you know, our Australian girls getting awards and Margot Robbie, yep. and I was like, hey, what? <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't know she was Australian, and then to find out she's actually from Dolby, born in Dolby. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So I, I would have honestly thought she was an American actress. Yep, there you go. Yeah, things you so don't know. Things you don't know. So it's very, very interesting to find all this stuff out. Mm. And, you know, I like to watch shows on the – but I do, I do watch a little bit of Netflix because I can get it on my iPad while I'm on the road, you know. Mm. And, and is it, you know, interesting stuff that you can watch? Um, there's a lot of woke crap on there. You've got to be able to wade through that if you can. But, you know, there's also a lot of good movies on there. I watched, uh, you know, movies that I probably would have liked to have seen at the at the uh, picture theatre, like Maverick, for example, you know? Oh, so or you the... didn't get to see that at the theatre? No, I saw it on the big screen. Yeah, I, I actually um, I had a mate of mine when Maverick came out, said yeah. went to see it. And he rang me and he said, go and see it before you watch it on the TV. No, no. He said, it's, it's one of those must things. It's like seeing Air's Rock, I suppose. But yeah. I suppose unless you've got a terrific um, home theatre with surround sound and everything, which um, we don't. But No, well, I don't either. Yeah, but he said, yeah, you must watch that before um, yeah, before you see it on TV. And it, it, it was a lot different, so... Yeah. All right, all right, eh? Well, thanks for that. You've ruined it for me now. Well, you've already seen it. I have. Well, we'll go to the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> See it in the theatre now, you peanut. <laughs> dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Anyway. So we, we did go there and have a look. And Well, yeah. this boy swallows universe to get back to, just to circle back to where we started. Right. Yeah, keep on track. To, right. to, on to track. use that famous American expression, let's just circle back. Um it's it's a bit out there, mate. It's pretty brutal. Is it? It is pretty brutal. I, um, the opening scene is uh, Travis Vermeil getting murdered. Oh right, that's yeah. Right. Um, that's the opening Serious sort of it, stuff. Like six, but that that supposedly happens like six months into the story. So the story, you get that scene, and then you go back six months before it happened. You know, oh, and you get the whole reason. forward backwards show. Yeah, so a little bit, and there's a few little dream sequences in it. You've got to. 
you can't sort of sit there and half watch it and half do something else. Oh, it's one of those ones you need to be fully engrossed in. Well, but, well, you've got to you've got to stay engaged. There's a little bit of, I mean, I I struggle with TV shows like that because yeah, of your attention span. <laughs> That's right, because of my attention deficit disorder. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it it's got to tell you what it's got. It's got a few very dark themes to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, spoiler alert: if you if you haven't watched it yet or you want to watch it, but it's got it's got uh, to do with the fact that he's a drug dealer, right? Right. And uh, the trials and tribulations. So you can just imagine the sort of shady characters and the violence. And, and it's a Australian movie, isn't it? It's Australian, Australian shot in Brisbane. Bris- shot in Brisbane, mate. Shot up in Brisbane. Oh. And it's got a fairly strong cast in it. You would know you would know a lot of the actors if you if you saw them. It's got Brian Brown in it, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a, and a couple of kids that you've probably not heard of, but a lot of the adult actors uh, you would have you would have seen in uh, various guises on various shows. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first. We watched the first three episodes of it this afternoon. So we spent about three hours watching Tully. <laughs> But, uh, oh, one of those binge sessions, eh? Well, I don't know about a binge session, but I suppose once you've watched the first three, you've sort of got you've got to watch it to the end. Then they've got you. Then once you've done three, apparently. Mm. But uh, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I suppose. But very, very interesting. Very interesting show. Very interesting to find out that Travis is an Australian actor. Very interesting to find out his old man's an actor. Yeah. Uh, sorry, an old man's a uh, a rancher. Sorry, a rancher. So I wonder where they range. Well, we'll have to be out around a well, chuka somewhere. You might be able to Google that. I don't, you don't very commonly hear it referred to as a rancher in Aussie land, but mm. um, who knows? Right. It's, you know, with I, I do hear the kids calling sauce ketchup and ban that so, yeah, yeah. from the table. That's a banned word. I wouldn't like that. I'd be going off about that. Tomato sauce. Mana sauce. Struggle even having barbecue sauce in the house. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> so what's Yogi? I suppose Yogi's down at the South Coast Depot in WA and enjoying is. himself. He is. I, I did try calling in there earlier, but um, yeah. he's probably put the phone off to one side and good luck to him. Go yeah, good luck have to a, him. Have a bit of a break. Don't know if he's don't know, he might be sitting there and having an epiphany <laughs> and realise it's Saturday. <laughs> That's yeah. a big, that's a big and go, word. And just say to all his all his friends, I've, oh, I've just got to go and make a phone call. But anyway. Yeah, I doubt uh, it. If he's having a good time there, Yogi, and you are listening, you know, have a beer for yeah. us as well. Well, we're having a beer for ourselves, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but have another one for us too. Have another one for us. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, dear, dear. But it would anyway. be, um, yeah, it would be nice. I, I, I'd love to go and do a bit of travel again. Yeah. Just like forever. On the road. Yeah. <laughs> travel, just a travel couple, of, couple, of, couple of decades would be nice. Couple of days, couple yeah. of days. It is, it is uh, one of those idea, things idea. when yeah. when we did travel with the kids. You know, we looked at so many places, and people would say, "Oh, you got to go here, you got to go there." And, yeah, and you know, because we were on on a bit of a schedule, we yep. we missed probably a lot of things that would have been good to see. But we've promised ourselves we'll go back there again. But yeah, but. I I would love to do a lot more in the West. We've we've never I've been to Perth and been done a couple of things over there, but really only ever work based. So yeah. I haven't 
managed to travel around. Same as Tassie, I've been there for work, but not really for. Um, oh, you can drive around. You can drive around Tassie in ten minutes, mate. So, so they say. But <laughs> I do. I do remember we went down there for work once, and that was the way the the boat was scheduled. That you you couldn't drive down and back in the one yeah. day and get back on. So even if you're just delivering and coming back, you sort of. Mm. It, it didn't work, so I did have tight. four hours or five hours to have a bit of leisure around oh, around Devonport, is it, the boat? Yeah, Devonport, yep. So I hired a car for oh, half, no. half a day, and the only thing that I got out of that was a parking fine <laughs> and then tried to go and pay it yep. um, before I left Tassie so that, you know, back then it was, yeah... You'd, uh, yeah, so anyway, I just tried to take care of that and went into the the, um, the local council office there. Um, a little bit upset too that I'd actually decided to spend half a day in the lovely town and get a fine for it. But anyway, doing the wrong what thing, happens? I suppose. Doing the wrong thing. But it's what happens. Yeah, so anyway, I, oh yeah, I'd love to go and spend some more time down there. That'd be great. Devonport, I can think of better places to spend time than Devonport, let me tell you. So, I've just got a text from Amanda. Have you? It's got a picture of Yogi sitting in a chair yeah. with a stubby in his hand. So, that's Fair enough. pretty good. Is um, he wearing his flamingo shorts? Not, no. But and it's funny. The, the caption actually says, sorry, but busy here. And apparently, we have no phone range. <laughs> so, that's... Um, but, yeah, the fact you're getting a text message sort of gives us lie to that little statement, doesn't it? No, that's all right. It's all right. No, it's all good. It's all yeah, good. We'll remember that one. But have a good time, Yogi. That's all. Have a good time, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, everyone deserves a little bit of time off. So what are we going to do tonight, mate? Well, I don't know. I'd, I'd actually like someone to to text in or, or call us about some of the <coughs> travels around and their Touristy things and where they've been. Good, what they've seen? What so, about you? Well, I don't mind, mate. I've got a bit of stuff here we can talk about, but well, you know, there's, 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 a, there's some funny stuff, some sad stuff, some bloody stupid stuff. Right. You know? Well, sure. But if anyone wants to call in or text in, they can call in on 0491 825 Yeah. 0491825 or text in or or whatever, but that's that's fine. We can do that. Um, send us a picture of your favourite drink. Well, send us a picture of your favourite drink, or sitting at a caravan park or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, and we'll 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 describe it in great detail. Yeah, not a problem. So one of the things I would like to to talk about, or well, just briefly, because I want to keep mm-hmm. going about this, but I I would like to thank Woolies this evening. Okay, why would you do that? Why would you like to thank? Woolies? I'd like to thank them for giving every other retailer in Australia a better opportunity to sell Australia Day merchandise. <laughs> so um, if anyone's upset that Woolies aren't selling it, um, you can go elsewhere and buy it. Yep. It's not a real problem. So, no, it's not really a real problem, is it? But it's sort of it's a bit of an indication that, you know, Woolies don't want to... Look, let's face it, all the stuff that Woolies sell along with a lot of other people... Uh, all the merchandise, the Australian merchandise, is just cheap, cheap stuff manufactured in China anyway. Mm. You know, so, and you don't really need 
a set of thongs with an Australian flag on it being Australian. Being Australian is an idea, right? It's something that you are. Well, it's not something that, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from. If you live here and you hold our values, you call yourself an Australian, then you're an Australian. You don't need a flag to prove that. Mm. And, you know? and I think, it, in in essence, it's, it should be just a celebration of that that you have the opportunity to live in this country. One of the best countries in the world, yeah. even though, even I'd, though we've I'd, got a lab government. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, Sorry, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I know. Yeah, I know you said don't do it, but I couldn't help it. All right. Yeah. But um, it is. It's it's just we all have an opportunity to live here and celebrate the fact that that is, and you know, it it comes to a point where. You you have to go forward, not backwards. You know, it's well. I um I did say something on social media on Twitter about it, and uh, disturbs me that people like Woolies, for example, are quite happy to you know sell the Halloween stuff. They're perfectly happy to sell the Diwali stuff and the Ramadan stuff and all the other stuff, but suddenly selling uh, Australia Day stuff isn't profitable. Well, um, isn't it a bigger tragedy to be selling two-minute noodles? You'd think. <laughs> like, shouldn't that be the issue? Like, let's just get some pasta and put some wax on it and sell it to yeah. kids, you know? But anyway, yeah. that's... I, look, I, I really wish... I mean, you look what's going on now. Our government, God bless them, they're going to have a bit of an inquiry now about supermarket price gouging. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. What is they really want to open that can of worms? It, I was surprised the other day that um, they announced that and then one of the supermarkets did actually drop the price of lamb a little bit. But, you know, yeah. it's it's a, it's a long time between the prices are dropped and to where we are now and I still don't think it's anywhere near, you know, I think they dropped 20% off retail or something, which is... You know, yeah. it's still a far well, cry from from what's being paid. So, But it's it's interesting that they did it because... It's not very often the government can actually start um, talking about something and they drop the price. So uh, I, I'd bet if they started talking about the price of fuel, nothing would happen. No, well... We've had quite a few inquiries and things like that. So, And that's something that really does, you know, should should react a lot quicker. I, I think price of fuel should just be the same in every every service station across the country. Yes. So you're you're in the price fixing now, eh, mate? Well, it's fixed anyway. So why not the government do it? <laughs> do, do, does anyone honestly believe that it's not? Well, I I know I you know I know from past experience that the local servo sets their price according to what the servo down the road's doing. What they go a couple of cents cheaper? No, well, same price, certainly not dearer. Yeah. Never ceases to amaze me that the price can go up overnight um, for the price of the fuel that's in the ground mm. that they paid a particular price funny, for. Like you, you know, it's a small country town, and they might have three or four service stations. You know, sorry, yeah. but if people honestly believe those people don't talk, you know, uh, that's well. Jeez, let's just have a big let's just have a big investigation about that. But no, they they reckon they're going to have an inquiry and talk about. Coles and Woolies and Aldi and <clears throat> all them doing a bit of price gouging. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There are farmers out there, mate, that aren't getting anywhere near what they should be getting. Mm. 
and uh, well, you know, well, hang on. if you if you talk about you know the markets that go up and down, mm-hmm. that's that's a fair call. That, yeah. You know, supply and demand it does it does change things, but yeah. when the demand disappears and the price goes down for yeah. for a wholesale price, then the price in the supermarket should match it. So <laughs> it's just you know, and not six months later. Um, but but anyway, if- I've got I've got a, I've just got a text from a, from a good mate Darren. Yeah, and he's now he's logged onto the app. And he said he's had a, he's got a laugh. He said when there's a picture on it that he reckons it's soft porn. Darren, it's not soft porn. It's the cover of the uh, the song from Lips of an Angel from Hindler. <laughs> and uh, Hinder. And yes, it is a girl there in a red uh, like pants and bra and looking a bit. It's not soft porn, Darren. If you think that's soft porn, mate, mm. um, you need to get out. Oh, you need to get out more. You get that. It'll but, ch- it'll change. <laughs> No, it won't. It'll be there for the whole show. Oh, will it? Yeah, because that was the last that was the last song that came up before you changed the live. So that's the one that stays there. So if you want to see, if you want to see, here you go, listeners. If you want to want to see uh, a, a rather shapely looking young lass in red underpants and underwear, have a look at the app. There you go. All right, I look at that. I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sorry if someone's offended. <laughs> it's better than what's turning up on the Australian truck and radio bloody uh, group pages at the moment, let me tell you. Oh, I did see some things there. That it's pretty wild. If, um, if you have a social media page, you've got to monitor them pretty... Well, let's just put it this way. Every other every other post on Australian truck and road radio's Facebook <laughs> page at the moment. And I've got nothing to do with it, honestly. I swear to God, I've got yeah, nothing. sure, sure. But I am watching it with mild amusement. No, we just had a, had a text from Wayne from Millicent to bring <laughs> bring back Australia. So. Yep, indeed, bring back Australia. Yeah. Well, look, talking about Australia, we've got one of the most powerful passports in the world. You know that? Powerful. Yep, one of the most powerful. We we can go. To 189 countries, which is up from 188 last year, mm-hmm. uh, with a 16th most powerful passport, alongside uh, Czechia, New Zealand, and Poland, uh, with visa-free access to 189 countries. Right. Well, so you don't need a visa to go there. Just Some of the countries Aussie you passport. Just need an Aussie passport. Some of the countries we can go to without a visa. Include Angola, Argentina, Armenia, Bahamas, and Colombia. I can just imagine we can go to Colombia, do our deal, come home, we'd be right. Mm. No, no yeah. visa required. So we'll say, we, yeah, sorry, keep going. We, we need an e-visa. So you got to do these online. An e-visa. Yeah, an e-visa. To, Is that Bluetooth? Like, probably. Okay, you go. To, you can go to China, uh, Chile, sorry, Azerbaijan, Benin, Papua. We need an e-visa to go to Papua New Guinea. After all the millions of dollars we're giving in Papua New Guinea, you still need an e-visa to go there. Well, India, uh, you can get a visa on arrival at Samoa, Saudi, United Arab Emirates, and Zimbabwe if you want to go to Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is the one that surprised me, right? 
Yeah. You've got to have a visa or an ETA before entering Canada, Kenya, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, or the US. So our biggest strategic partner in the world, the US, mm-hmm. you've got to do your ETA before you go there. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Hmm. Well, South Korea is in second place along with Finland and Sweden. Yeah. Uh, they've got access to 193 destinations. Oh, it's good to know, isn't it, where you can go without too much hassle? Well, our passport is fairly well respected. It's, apparently it's not one of the easiest passports to get. Um, a lot of the Balkan com- countries are down around the 30s. Ukraine's in 32, um, North Macedonia's 45. Montenegro, 46, Albania, 48. So we can go into Albania (laughs) (laughs) without a visa, but they've got to get a visa to come out. It's ridiculous. So the the countries with the most powerful passports, you can go to 194 destinations without a visa, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Singapore, and Spain. Mm. So to say we're six, that's not quite true. There are about bloody 30 countries in front of us. But um, where the number of destinations we can go to is 189. 189. Um, Yeah, without 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 a visa. Well, I'm actually quite happy. I do have a passport, but I'm actually quite happy to just um, travel around this great country of ours. I actually have no no real interest in going overseas. That that might change when I've travelled and seen a bit more of Australia yeah. but there's enough here that I've seen that I want to see a hell of a lot more so we just had, had a text here from Muff with a picture of his single yeah. malt scotch to get him going awesome Cook, cooking a barbecue with his headphones on while listening so outstanding well done young man well done indeed yeah uh, Mick must be Mick P must be out there being a bit distracted by that picture he said thanks yeah. Mike another distraction while driving <laughs> Yeah, sorry guys. Yeah. What can we say? It's pretty um pretty unusual for you to apologise, Mike. You're right. No, I'm not sorry at all, mate. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I was going to say that. Oh dear, honey, honey whiskey must be kicking in. Oh, mate, it's just it, it is just wonderful. wonderful. Now, <laughs> now, from from the don't make famous people famous, don't make stupid people famous file. Right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is, that file? is this your file? or This is my file. Don't make stupid people famous, right? Uh, yeah. This could be a real, just a, a proper section for half an hour, couldn't it, every week? I think we should do, we, we, we probably should do this. Jordan Finlayson, have you ever heard of this non-entity? No. Well, she was, uh, she was on Beauty and the Geek. Oh, so it's a she, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Right. She was on Beauty and the Geek, she was. Mm. Anyway, she's been in a little bit of trouble. She uh, She's had to be reporting to police. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, she apparently decided it was a good idea that instead of reporting to police, she handed the police some fake medical certificates. Right. Because you, the police are always going to buy that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So this is a parole reporting, or what? What's well, I don't know what it's a parole report. It's that uh, she was at the time Finlayson was required to report the mascot police three times a week. Mm-hmm. 
Now, it doesn't say why. Oh, heck, hey, sorry, hey, let, let me go. I'm sorry, I'll stand corrected. She was convicted late last year of driving while on drugs. Okay. So we share the road with this idiot. She's 32 years old, and she was on Beauty and the Geek in 2011. So she's not even a C-list celebrity, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. C-list. Yep. But she's not. She's not even a C-list. She's got the. Uh, she's got the huge hair. She's wearing the stupid clothes. She's got the big sunglasses on. The huge lips and the pout. Just looking at her, I can tell she's hard work. Mm. I shouldn't say that. That's incredibly sexist, isn't it? Well, you don't really know her. No, I don't know her. But I tell you what, if I, if I, if I, if you could stand stand a picture of her beside a picture of a boyfriend. I could show you a picture of a bloke who's already sick of her bullshit. <laughs> um, That's pretty harsh. It's pretty harsh? Yeah. Well, she's not... This is how smart her boyfriend is, right? D. Harkalecki, his name is, right? I'm th I think it's her, I'm assuming. I may well be wrong. It says partner. Who knows? Mm. But they... Police have unearthed multiple certificates on phones in the room booked by Finn Lason's partner, D. Harkalecki, who was wanted on an arrest warrant. No, they're not. So, a fake doctor's <laughs> certificate yep. to, when you're supposed to report to police. That's right, yeah. Oh, you know, it's, um, yeah, who knows, who knows. Then she told the police that she recently, they wanted to have a look at her phone, mm. and uh, which they were entitled to do, apparently. And she said that she just got a new phone and she couldn't remember the pin for it. Right. The new phone right. just put it in to... And she couldn't remember the pin. Mm. Yeah. Interesting stuff, isn't it? She used to work, She used to be a, an NRL cheerleader. Right. And she was a contestant on the show Beauty and the Geek in 2011. Why is this woman getting media attention? Well, 2011, that's... Fair, fair while ago. It's, it's a fair while ago. No wonder she couldn't remember a pin. She, she, got, an, she got an 18 months supervised community corrections order in October for drug driving. Drug driving. Former reality TV star Jordan Finlayson. I did, I did see something go. on TV the other night about, um, it's a little bit tragic, um, jumping off a cliff. Mm -hmm. um, into the into the ocean and the tide mm -hmm. was out too much and twelve year old girl broke both her legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I could say don't jump off cliffs. It's not a great idea, and it's not something I'd probably be doing. Did your mother ever say to you if you if you if your best mate jumped off a cliff, would you follow him? Um, was that something your mother ever said to you? Jump off a cliff? Oh, quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah, and I probably would have said, yeah, why not? <laughs> no, I wouldn't actually, because I wouldn't jump off a cliff. But anyway, it's it is something that people should take note of, like don't jump off cliffs. And and I did. Well, at least check the tide chart first. Well, I did, did notice that they were sort of talking about like what needed to be done, right, to stop people jumping off the cliff. Like, do they need to put signage up there? And I thought, well, if someone jumped off there and broke both their legs, isn't that a pretty good reason not to do it? It is. Yeah. So, but hopefully that's a bit of publicity. Sadly for her, she's broken both her legs, but 
Yeah. Might be just something in that, Mike. Don't, <laughs> don't jump off cliffs. So, yeah. Oh, now, the other, speaking, of, speaking of stupid people being famous, have you seen this idiot on social media that goes around with the bodyguards and, and does this prank bullshit? Like, walks up oh. to people with his arms out and, you know, monsters them and carries on like an idiot. And, of course, people are supposed to respond to that. And he videos them, videos people having their response to him. But he's got bodyguards protecting him. Have you seen this clown? Well, I haven't, but I would imagine you might need a bodyguard if you're going to go and get up in people's Mine. space. So there's comedy and then there's just crap in there. But You'd have to wonder, if you were a bodyguard, how would you feel protecting a, a clown like that? I was going to say another word then. Well, <laughs> it does make it difficult, you know. I mean, I, as I haven't seen it, but I can only imagine by a few. Well, these prank guys, these prank guys are something uh, somewhat stupid. I mean, have you seen Have you seen um, non-essential commentary with Steve Inman? Have you seen any of that? No. no. Steve Inman. Steve Inman was a UFC commentator. Mm-hmm. You know, the MMA and all that sort of stuff. He used to commentate the fights. Yeah. And, you know, that was his thing. And, of course, when COVID came along, Steve lost his job along with a lot of other people. Mm. And he got on social media. He was big on Twitter. Got on social media. He's on Rumble and that now, I think. Mm. He was big on Twitter. Yeah, Rumble, which is not, not, not YouTube. He's been kicked off YouTube. Mm. Um, and he does this non-essential commentary. And so there's mad video clips of things happen, people getting robbed and... You know, um, people shooting bad guys that like shooting robbers and, hmm. and and all that sort of thing. People just people just doing stupid stuff. And uh, the uh, he loves the uh, loves the soy boys with the hot pockets and all that sort of stuff. It's wildly amusing if you ever if you ever get to see any of it. Hmm. And uh, he 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 talks about some of these guys doing the pranks and things. And he was doing a commentary on a bloke. In a uh, in a uh, like a supermarket, like a shopping mall rather, mm. and they they sneak up behind people and they monster them and stuff like that. You don't do that in a place where it's legal to conceal carry firearms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know? I, yeah, I do, I do know some of this stuff. Just so so, there's this guys coming up behind someone, started monstering and carrying. This bloke pulled out his pistol and shot him. Really. Just there, yeah. just hey bang, yeah. As Steve Inman would say, uh, hit him with the cordless hole punch. Mm. Yeah, and, I, uh, I don't know. It's I mean, it's a dangerous world we live in, isn't it? Nowadays. Well, but I mean, there comes a certain amount of you've got to have a certain amount of respect for other people's space, don't you? Well, we all. I mean, we all do like our all personal space so I but, if, but if you had someone walk up to you and start carrying on and and giving you a lip or push you in the chest or something what, you, what are you going to do are you going to stand there and just cop that and walk away are you going to flatten him mm. do you, or at well, least have a go at flattening well it depends I mean you know in a situation you could end up where they're trying to do something you know to your partner or something mm. you, you may mm. just get a little bit defensive we've all seen that on what was it a bit lethal weapon Things like that. Yeah. Here's, oh, no, no. here's a funny one for you, Mike. Go on, give me a funny one. Right, there was a safety meeting at work today. They asked me, what steps would you take in the event of a fire? <laughs> big ones. Big ones. 
Apparently it's the wrong answer. <laughs> well, apparently it is the wrong answer. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Mm. Now. Now. Have you ever have you ever wondered whether you're a psychopath or not? Oh, phew. yep. <laughs> have you ever wondered whether you have dark personality traits? Oh, dark. I, I don't know about dark, but different. How about that? Are you, are you sadistic? No. In nature? No. Sarcastic, but not sadistic. <laughs> sarcastic, but not, not sadistic. How about during a night out, would you have a, a Negroni or a gin and tonic over a glass of sweet Moscato or tequila sunrise? What would you do? Would, hang on. Reframe the question. <laughs> so if you're on a night out and you have a choice for a Negroni, God knows what that is, mm-hmm. or gin and tonic over a sweet glass of sweet Moscato wine or a tequila, juicy tequila sunrise, what would you pick? I wouldn't pick either. Wouldn't pick any of them? Would, yeah. would it be a beer it'd be a beer and honey whiskey, wouldn't it? That'd be about it. It's, yeah. but anyone, that, anyone that drinks anything else is probably a little bit psychopathic person. That's oh, just wrong, yeah. If you find yourself leaning towards foods and drinks with a bitter flavour profile... Mm-hmm. That may reveal a dark truth about you. So, mate, so we've got to worry about people that like Vegemite now. Mm. Did you say bitter? Bitter. It's got a bitter flavour profile. So is that Victoria bitter? Well, all of Victoria's bitter, mate. They had 10 years of Dan. (laughs) (laughs) They're moving on. They're moving on. They're moving on. No, I'm not sure that they are. Um, if, if If you have foods with a bitter flavour profile, then people suggest that that may mean, that studies suggest certain foods, experts say, so as soon as you say you see anything with the, in the first sentence that says experts say, you know that it's bullshit. Mm. Psychopathic or sadistic personality people uh, like foods with a bitter flavour profile. Isn't that interesting? There you go. Concerns me that someone wasted so much time actually working that out. But you could have you, experts have warned that people who enjoy better foods have a very dark side, mm. and they could exhibit psychopathic, antisocial, and sadistic personality traits. So, what do you find first? Do you find <coughs> sadistic people and then ask them what they eat or what they like? I don't know how they what did it, you, but they did it. What do you find people that like bitter things and then see if they're sadistic? Oh. <laughs> I know, this, is, this study was I do gone, some, sorry I do know some people that are a bit psychotic or psychopaths so that'll be my next question to them <laughs> well this is this this study was done by the uh, people at the University of Innsbruck in Austria mm-hmm. and they they uh, investigated the taste preference of 953 Americans right so that's a, that's a, that's a fair good, fairly good number of people. They anything with a with a um, a subject selection greater than thirty five is agreed to be valid, or at least it was when I went to university thirty odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they asked them to answer four different personality surveys that assessed any social personality traits, such as psychopathic behaviour, narcissism, aggression, and sadism. And the results of the study found that there was a significant link 
of the increased enjoyment of bitter foods to heighten sadistic proclivities. There you go. It's an interesting term of reference, isn't it, for the... It is a very interesting... Why, why, I don't know. Why would you go and do a study like that in the first place, I wonder? Got me beat, but it, you know... wonder why there's no staff left to do anything. They're all like studying crap. <laughs> someone paid for this, by the way. Yeah, I can well imagine that someone paid for it. No. Anyway, like the results of both the studies confirmed the hypothesis of have confirmed the hypothesis that bitter taste preferences are positively associated with malevolent personality traits. Mm. So there you go. If you're into uh, if you're into bitter foods, you may well be you may well be an evil son of a bitch. Right. So I, I do like my lemon water in the morning. <laughs> I just got a text from Martin. He's a he's a Vietnam veteran that loves bitter food. What's he diagnosed? You're obviously psycho, Martin. Sorry, buddy. The study says, study says so. You're gone. <laughs> yep. Hey. No, no turning back now. There's no turning back now. Mm. No turning back now. Um, as far as psychopaths go, the studies have suggested as many as one person in every 22 has got this condition. Well, that likes bitter food. Or is... No, that they like bitter foods and they're psychos. <laughs> yeah. One in 22, eh? One in 22. Right, eh? Yeah, well, so normally in a room full of people. Yeah. One's a psychopath. Yeah. There's a psychopath in every room. More than one. So it begs the question, I mean, how many senators are there? How many How many MPs? 156 or something? Three, yeah, yeah. Yep. So if, if one in 22's a psychopath, we've got about at least 10. Yeah, 75, 150, 75 aside, so that's three aside. There you go. That's mm. actually believable. Mm. Mm. So, anyway. Yeah. Some people simply can't handle the bitter taste of olives. I love olives. Oh, no. That's, no. No. Don't know how that. You don't like olives? Don't know how that even happens. You don't like anchovies either, do you? No. No, no. There's... It's got me beat how some of these foods ever got to, like, yeah, why did you try that? You know, What's wrong with olives? They're an olive. They're an olive? They're an olive. They have no place. It's as simple as that. They've got, no, they've got no, no place. No place. So that's it, you know, you, you order pizza, um, yeah, no olives or anchovies. No, you've got to have you've got to have black olives and anchovies on pizza, dude. It's just it's mm. a fact. I, I hate to break it to you, but the mafia made the rules. Well, not me. I know you're the, okay? you're, the you're the one in twenty two, then, aren't you? Maybe I am. <laughs> it's just no. Is it, uh, olives bitter? Yeah. Because the last time I had one, it tasted fairly well like crap. So, what cracks me up at the end of this article? It says. It says uh, that it's important to not self-diagnose or diagnose others with progressive personality disorders. If you or a loved one are struggling with mental health, please seek help from a professional. <laughs> at, at, at the end of that article. Yeah, because that's what a psychopath would do. That's right. <laughs> that's right in line with the, where they're at, yeah. That's right in line with what they're at. Uh, 
Now, look, there's issues with food sensitivity. You, you, you like sushi? I don't mind it, but I've been away from it a bit because of the rice and... Yeah, yeah, no. Grains, but yeah, move on. Go yeah, on. you had wasabi with the sushi? No, no, no. Tragic. No, no. Not so you're not a traditional sushi or sashimi eater? You don't like wasabi? No, but is that really traditional? Yeah, it is. According to what psychopath? Well, indeed, according to what psychopath. If you go to the Tokyo fish market... Mm. Uh, which is something that I didn't get to do when Rose and I was in Japan, but I would love to do, and it'll be a reason to go back to Japan. So when Truck and Life decide they're going to pay me to go and do the story on the Japanese driving school, mm-hmm. somehow or another I'm going to have to finish, fit into the schedule a trip to the fish market in Tokyo, right? Yeah. That'll be a business expense, won't it, boss? Oh. <laughs> well, that depends where I get to go. I can do the story. We can do the story. Now let me sell it to you. We can do the story about how the how the tuna's transported. Right. Right. We can do the story about the Japanese driving school about how hard it is to get a driver's license in Japan. Yeah. And what it's like to drive in Japan. I reckon that's a great story. I reckon I should do that story. Sounds like you're lined up for a parliamentary role. I reckon I should. I reckon I should. Well, I can, let's, go on a, I can go on a fact-finding mission. Let's see what happens there, Mike. Um, Just send a send an email. We'll get we'll, <laughs> send an email. Now, but uh, I mean, who else? If, if you're out there and you're listening, you can just send us a text, yes or no. Do you put a bit of wasabi in your soy? Right, so you mix it up in the soy. You can do that, or do you put it actually on the fish? And, and eat it like that, or you dip it in the wasabi, dip it in the soy, and dip the dip your sushi roll in the in the soy and eat, eat it like that. Mm-hmm. I I mix my wasabi in with the soy, and dip my tuna or salmon or whatever it is, and and eat it like that. Mm. No, I'm not a big fan of the wasabi. Hey, not a big fan of the wasabi. So here's a story that you'll you 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 just won't believe, you know. Right. right eh? So apparently, self checkout machines at cafes and sports stadiums and airports yeah. are asking for tips. Obviously, yeah. this is in America. I give um, them a tip, and and the people aren't very happy about that. Gee, that's a surprise. Who would have thought? You know. All right. What what does the machine say when you give it a tip? I don't know. Thanks. Why would you tip a machine? I don't know why you tip a machine. Tip but it over. It's look like Colette's just coming to the studio to say good day, but oh, well, well, hang, on, hang on for a second. Breaking news. Breaking anyone that's news. out there, anyone that's out there driving around at the moment, stay away from the Westgate Ring Road interchange. Yeah. Well, the exit on the Ring Road is closed. Due to realignment of the roads over the whole weekend, it's an absolute shit bite. That's right. what the text says. Yeah, well, don't go there. Don't go there. Yeah. That's the uh, Westgate Ring Road interchange. God. And the exit on the Ring Road closed due to realignment. Don't go there. It's a shit bite. Right. It's always a shit bite. Yeah, well, you get that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome to the show, Colette. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mike. Colette, how are you, mate? What are you doing? Oh, I've just been floating around, you know, cleaning up a bit. I thought oh, I'll just pop uh, into the studio, see what's going on. Are you bored? No, I'm not bored. 
Nice. You like, yeah, but ask her, topical, you probably haven't heard the story, but do you like bitter foods and drinks or, or sweet foods and drinks? I was just listening to that story, and Mike, I'm, I'm sweet. Give me sweet right. any day of the week. So she, oh, she no, I know, I know, I know. It's mm. wonderful. It's yeah. absolutely wonderful. She's, it that, is. she's that good at it. She's tricked everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't self-diagnose. That's the important take-home message. That, that's a classic classic skill of a psychopath, Mike. Trick everyone. <laughs> to trick everyone? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, what's going on? Did you, did you, did you have the list? Um, Craig said that you might have the list of um, Rampage service station sites that are stocking Truck and Life magazine. Did you bring that down, did you? I didn't. I must have missed. I was on the phone to my son Harry at the start of the show. So if it happened in the first like twenty minutes, I probably missed that. But I can grab it for everyone if they if you're wanting me to go and grab it. I can well, have that for you very shortly. So you well, what does that happen? Hey. So you don't know. You don't know. No, no, I don't know off the top of my head. No. I know a few. Marool and northbound, yeah. Marool and southbound, Archerfield. Yeah. We've got <laughs> um, all those. Yeah. Oh, you got all those. Yeah. Right. Nambucca Heads. Nambucca. Yeah. Um, Street. I'll, I'll go up and grab the yeah, list because now I'm now I'm. No, 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 no. It's bugging. It's okay. See? It's bugging it now. Don't worry about it. No, no. See, we don't feel we don't feel quite so bad. When you do this to a psychopath, we don't feel quite so bad about it because we couldn't remember all of them ourselves. And I do the billing, so that's even worse, isn't it? I should. It know. is even worse. You should know. I know. She'd know who didn't pay if you know to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But luckily they all do, so that's all good. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Yeah. So while, anyway. while, while Colette is here, though, I'm going to just, um, we're going to do some selfless plugging for the National Road Fires Association. It's not industry night, Craig. I know, but anyone can turn up. Anyone can turn up. They can, yes. So, when, I don't know if I'm going to get there this year, Colette. Really? Why not? Well, work, mate. Oh, yeah, is that's it, a big, a big issue. Man. It gets in the way of a lot of things, doesn't it? Well, what 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 it is is I've got this stupid three day roster, right? Yep. yep. But you'll get out. You'll get towards the. You'll get towards the end of the month, and then they'll move the goalposts on you. Yeah, right. And so, uh, I mean, it, for an interstate trucking job, it's not too bad because you generally know what's going on, you know. And I do a trip up and down, and then I have a day off, you know. Yeah. Do a trip up and down, then a day off. But it works over the weekend, so that the shifts roll on. Yep. And so, I, to be honest, right now, I don't know whether I'm going to build or not. Right. So, you don't know where you're up to with your shifts. Don't know. Don't know where I'm going to be up to. Get I'd love to get together. there for some of those. Yeah, get, get your shifts, shifts together. together. <laughs> I'd, be love, I'd love to be there because it looks like you're going to have some great panel guests this time around. Oh, look, we have got an awesome lineup of people. I think we're an association that's leading the forefront with getting every. With the people that we'll have in the one room at the one time, I think we're mm. we're well ahead of any other association being able to do that. So we're you know something for us to be very proud of as a small, very small association. Um, we're kicking some pretty big goals. So um, you know if you if you're around Shepparton area on the 10th of February, um, please come and join us. It's going to be a day to remember. I think. Yeah, you're worth going just to get the uh, get the extra access to the. Um, 
Vehicle Evolution Museum, Museum of Vehicle Evolution. Yes, we have exclusive after-hours access to that for about two hours between the end of our conference and our dinner, um, and that's proudly sponsored by Hubfleet. Um, the actual day, our whole day, naming sponsor, Reforming Our Industry, is proudly sponsored by VDAC, and we're super excited to be partnering up with them. Um, great bunch mm. of guys there at VDAC. Um, we've got the dinner is sponsored by NTI, um, and we have a major sponsor for the day in Ice Pack as well. So we're, yeah, we're really excited to have them all on board. Mm. Yeah, very, very good indeed. I, and that's the tenth, isn't it? The tenth of tenth of February um, at the Woolshed in Shepparton. So if you're in the area, you can head to. If you know you're going to be in the area beforehand and you want to pre-book, you can go to www.nrfa.com.au and book tickets. Mm. Um, we'd love to see as many industry people there to help us. You know. You know, especially our second panel session with the politicians is, you know, inform them of why it's so important um, for the bill that they're going to be voting on in February. So, yeah. Yes, it is going to be. And it's going to be a fair few senders there as well. So, yes. I, you know, very, very, very good to be there. It would be. And the dinner is always a bit of a hoot. The auction's always a bit of a hoot. Yes, it's a bit no. of a laugh. The um, It's a good, day to, a good way to cap off the day. Um, bit more of a relaxed environment, the dinner, but it's, you know, still able to mingle and catch up with people and have a few drinks and a chat and a bit of a laugh and a bit of fun and some awards are handed out to some very deserving people within the industry and, yeah, we're super, super proud of where our conferences are at at the moment, so, yeah. A bit of trivia this year. Yeah, we're going to do some trucky trivia, so that'll be a bit exciting. Uh, I'll tell you what, Mike, we did see something at, um, at Kempsey. That, right. that I probably should introduce on the night, and it's right. the, the dummy spitting competition. <laughs> the dummy. Oh, I'd win that. It was hilarious. <gasps> so we might have to take a few, Colette, just in case we have an impromptu. I don't think we have any spare time for anything, oh, Craig. It We've just take long to spit a few there, dummies across the room. There may be a little Chris Rowe. I was on the phone to Chris Rowe today, and he may have something lined up that may come to our dinner session. He's got to confirm that before we can come Ooh, let out anything out of the bag. But um, if that comes on board, that's going to be a little bit, little bit cool too. So um, it's all just coming together, and I'm. I'm jam-packed. The day is like pretty much bang, bang, bang. We don't have any time, really spare time. So, yep. um, you know, if, if we could have looked at the event six months ago, we probably would have gone, hang on, we need to make this more than one day. <laughs> it's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. I just had a text from the interstater. Yep. And uh, he basically said, well, going back to what we were talking about before, Craig, he said no wasabi with sushi. No, no, no wasabi. Yeah, I don't. No wasabi with sushi. Yeah. He also said no anchovies and olives on pizza. That's olives right. on pizza. That's correct. Excla exclamation mark. Oh. Exclamation. So he's definitely serious about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's saying that he will be in Shep on the tenth, and he wonders if he'd be welcome at the Shindig. You book a ticket. Well, book a ticket online. It. We're not. What was that? Book a ticket. 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 You got kiwi blood in you, have you? I, I, mean, well, I reckon you might because I mean, if, if kiwis go and they see a word, then they see a bloody uh, a vowel, and they just choose a different one, which is exactly what you just did. Took it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, Anyone's welcome on the day. Um, yep. Yeah. Go online and buy a ticket or took it. Well, I'll tell you what, 
Maybe I've got to put another class of tickets on there. <laughs> class Maybe. of tickets. <laughs> Maybe you do. Would you like a ticket or a ticket? You know, one thing, I'll tell you what now, it'd be almost worth going just to see the interstate of there to ask a few questions. Well, it might be. Let's see, I'd be glad I'll be not, not, not emceeing that event. Maybe you'd need a whistle and a bloody referee shirt. Oh, you, you know, when I think he needed that before anyone else came on board. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you know, you're talking about the, you know, the people that do stupid things in in areas where you're licensed to carry a gun. Yeah, maybe I need to carry a gun. <laughs> oh, no, don't go saying stuff like that. What about a taser? A taser? You can't even do that in Australia, mate. You can't defend yourself. Did, did you ever watch that episode of The Simpsons where they all had an electric buzzer on the on the family? Dude, I can tell you now, without fear of contradiction and no word of a lie, I have never, ever seen one episode of The Simpsons. Not one. Well, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> do you know, never seen an episode watch, of The Simpsons. We used to watch it religiously as a child. Oh, I did. Worries. I did love The Simpsons like, when I was it. young. And guess what? And guess what? What? She never let our kids watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. That was all I, you I can, need to know. I can still remember Mike when I was probably in year. Oh, I would be nine or ten at mm-hmm. at school, and I moved around quite a bit as a child. And um, one of my really good friends that I'd made in year seven or eight at Cootamundra was coming to visit yep. me, and she came on a Country Link bus. And yep. she knew I loved The Simpsons, and she's she was always very thoughtful. And she got off the bus, and she had this massive, big thing in her arms, like carrying this massive, big rectangle square. Anyway, I unwrapped it, and it was a massive poster of Bart Simpson and The Simpsons for me. So she'd carried right. it on the Country Link bus for me. So I right. still remember that. I don't have it now, but I do remember her yeah. travelling. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. No, never seen an episode of The Simpsons. Never. Never. Never, not one. Oh, well. I've seen a few I've seen a few clips, you know, things that turn up in social media that you can't avoid. Yeah. You no know, stuff like Donald Trump going down the down the escalator, for example. Mm. I've seen that, but I don't know I don't know the context behind it. I don't know how it happened well, to be there. They have had you would nearly call it some uncanny predictions. I was just about to talk about that. Um you'd like you know, years prior. In their episodes, and like some of them are like spot on. Like yeah. they actually had Donald Trump as president, I think. Yeah, many, many, yeah. many years, many, ago. many years ago. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's been a few other ones like that too, which you know just throws that food out there for um, the conspiracy theorists and just all to, that sort of stuff. But they act what that they actually tell us what they're doing before they're doing it. Yeah, something like that. So. Yeah. Bit, bit yeah, interesting yeah. one, but I don't know. My, my kids used to watch Simpsons a bit, my older ones. I wouldn't watch it now. I did when wouldn't I was you? younger. No, I don't. It doesn't interest me. Same as family. All those ones, Family Guy and all that, they don't interest me. They, um, what do you watch on TV, Colette? What do I watch? Mm. Yeah, we get time to watch TV first. Uh, look, I do. that is my downtime if I have got a bit of time to sit down. I, I do love The Big Bang Theory. I, I yeah. think that's hilarious. And I don't know yeah. if you've ever heard of a series called Shits Creek. Have you heard of that? No, I've never heard of that. Oh, that is hilarious. That. Yeah. You have to watch that. That's a classic. You, you may need to, with Shits Creek, you've probably got to... Four or five episodes yeah, you've got to watch to get, get into it. through it. But once you once you've understand the show and that, the yeah, the, the first few make a whole lot more sense. 
But it sounds like it's too hard. It sounds like it's very hard work. No, it's no, not. It's actually very, very well done, very well written. Mm. It's yeah. a Daniel and David Levy father-son duo that wrote oh, it and produced it. You would all know Dan Levy from a lot of lot of shows. But, yeah. but it's quite no. well done. You don't. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I spend a lot of time watching TV. Mm. Well, you can't always when you're driving a truck, can you? Well, yeah. <laughs> you can, <laughs> that, but it's that, not really recommended. That, yeah, you can, but it's not recommended. <laughs> well, the, um, the amount of tablets they're sticking in front of our, our dashboards and that now, they probably won't be that long before you'll be able to have Netflix on it. You'll just have to go back to the manufacturer and have the the um, can't watch Netflix while you're moving thing changed or uh, like having your ad blue turned off, isn't it? I, I don't believe that some of the things you see people doing while they're driving down the road, mm, absolutely up. amazing. Are you talking looking into cars from the height of a truck type thing? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah that. Yeah. That. And watching what some other truck drivers do as well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the amount of guys that you'll see driving along with a phone up to their ears is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is quite quite disturbing, actually. It is, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, this is a, I mean, it may well be a Wednesday night conversation, but, I mean, if you, if you, uh, I don't think that being on the phone while you're driving is as bad as it's made out to be. Well, this is a controversial subject, I know. Controversial, but, but there's a time and a place, right? Yeah, that's, that's so, the biggest problem. Right. So if you're if you're swooping down the Hume on divided road and there's no cars around you, you're doing 100 kilometres an hour and you're sitting there and you're talking on the phone. Yeah, you know, I don't see that as too much of a problem. If you're in bumper to bumper traffic or doing 60 in traffic on the M5. Um, and what you're you know, going to be doing 60 on the M5? Well, you might be. All right, I'm living in a fantasy world here, all right. But I mean, hypothetically, if you're in heavy traffic or something like that, that's probably not a good time to be on the phone, you know. Call me crazy. Oh, I've called um, you crazy plenty of times, but I think that's the hardest thing people can't determine when they should and shouldn't be there. I'll still say any time you're on the phone. In a vehicle, you should be on hands-free. Oh, I agree. I agree. Mm. But but what the point that I'm trying to make is that there's a time and a place, right? Yeah. And and, and the, the danger of doing something is a sliding scale. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. It's like pick your you battles, know? isn't it, Mike? Pick when you're. Well, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, sometimes doing something while you're driving along is not really very smart, and other times it doesn't matter quite so much. Mm. Does it? Yeah, yep. like right. when you receive videos that a driver's taken of of your trucks and they send it to you, but like because a truck's sitting in the right hand lane or something, yet they've taken a video of it while they're driving. While they're driving, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Thanks for your input there. But anyway, you do realise you've broken the law to send me the video. Go away. Mm, <laughs> you've actually sent evidence as well. To, uh, yeah. That's no, interesting one, that isn't it? No, no. Anyway, let's 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 move on from that. But um, yeah, what else can we say? I don't know. You lost the words. Time for a song, dude. We've been going for an hour or so. An hour and hour six minutes. Your uh, your uh, 
you really should be due for a break already if you're yeah, not overdue. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. We haven't had afternoons at the pub or anything today. So. Did you? Too busy, mate. Too busy. I bet you haven't heard the breaking news from Brother Paul Bergini. Uh, I haven't, no. Guess who's guess who's coming to the lights on the hill to do a concert? Oh, oh yes, he said that Wednesday night. Did he? Yeah, the Roadhammers. The Roadhammers. Mm. So yeah, They're coming we've back. Heard that. Yeah, yeah. I have heard to get that? the dates. It's, is it always the same date every year? I'm not. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll message Darren Meal and he'll tell me. Get onto that, please. Yeah, I will. Thank you. There you go. Are you going to so, come up for it, Mike? I absolutely will have to come up for it. Yeah. Um, we'll have to we'll have to make our way up there for the lights on the hill. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Road Hammers and the opportunity to meet the boys. Yeah, and have a chat and maybe maybe have a have a whiskey or a bourbon or something. And I think um, la- last year, Mikey, they actually offered to come and do some um, recorded advertisers for advertisements for us for the radio. So, but we just didn't get the really? time. So, hopefully, if we can. Well, I'll do, a, uh, I'll do a I'll do a road hammer. We'll do a road hammer special. Maybe I can maybe I can get that bloke that you're married to. Yeah. Play more than one road hammer song on a show. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to look into them a bit more. I must admit I'm a little bit um, vague on. I, on I've got ba- I've got baggage in that respect, you know. Well, have you? Well, I'll, I'll Should I say do tell on the radio no. or is that an off-air discussion? No, 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 no. I'm just, all I'm saying is that I wanted a couple of road hammer. I wanted their two, to me, my two favourite road hammer songs, right? Yeah. Well, you better text them and I might play one. But I'll, I'll tell you what, there's an easy way to get more of your songs played on the show. What's that, mate? Cash. <laughs> it's simple. You reckon, you, reckon you reckon that'll help me out a bit, do you? Oh, without a doubt. Without you reckon? Doubt. Yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. And all I've got to do is work out how to get Paul and Yogi yep. tied up in this as well, because then we can have a bit of an auction. right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and with the way bank transfers work these days, I can see what's going on. So we, you can see what's going on. We can just do it. We can do an instant bank transfer. Yeah. Do an online auction, pies, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> ah. anyway, what, what have you got handy? Have you got uh, Have you got overdrive handy? Have you? I can. I think I can get that one. But yeah. But what I'm going to do now, because we've we'll talk about this one off air in a second, where we go to next. But we um. You know, one of my favourite artists, Tim McGraw. I'm going to put that on. Tim? Tim McGraw. Big Jimmy. Jimmy. Yep. Tim McGraw. So this is actually, yeah, a song that yeah, has a bit of meaning for me and Blondie here. So we're going to put that on. Right. Something like that. We'll be right back, everybody. Yeah. 
Coast, headed down to New Orleans to meet some friends of mine for the Mardi Gras. When I heard a voice from the past coming from a few rows back, and when I looked, I couldn't believe just what I saw. She was killing me in that mini skirt Skipping rocks on the river by the railroad Welcome back, Mike. Hey, we're back. Welcome back, Colette. Welcome. Oh, hi, guys. I listen. Sorry, I was in the middle of opening up this to get the BP. Uh, you had me. She's brought distracted. the laptop down here to watch Netflix. I think. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> she. Yeah. Anyway, you just do what you got to do over there, Colette. Yeah, I'm you? right now. I'm yes. all. I'm we'll all settled. Right I'll just crack me cruiser open, and I'm all good no, to go. I'm the cruisers as well. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Mike, Mike would like a bit of the Raid Hammers overdrive, so that'll be the next song, will it, Mike? It will be. Will be. And Pop how it in the overdrive. exactly are you paying for that? <laughs> how much am I paying? Yeah. Would you like our bank details, or is it going to pay by I've credit already card? Got you. I've already got the bank details. Yeah, I'm watching it in. I can't see any money. Yet. I'll pay you. I'll, I'll pay you with the uh, with my editorial company credit card. Right, right, eh? Yeah, that that sounds like a good thing. So, is there any other big stories you've got there, Mike? We talked. Oh, about... mate, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of big stories. So we talked about something here earlier. KFC. KFC. A building in North Sydney. Somewhere. What are they doing? KFC, the posh Sydney suburb of Mossman. They're furious. Apparently, everyone in everyone in Mossman's furious because they're talking about opening a KFC nearby. We don't want a KFC in Mossman. <laughs> right. Is it not upper class enough? Might, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe if it was a like a French restaurant style KFC, right. they might like. I don't know, right? But it sparked a it sparked a flurry of comments, and they're finger licking furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, what sort of chicken shop do you have in a what? suburb? I don't know, but they're not. 
<laughs> not happy with KFC. There's another one. There's a me- the, the Mexican chain, Guzman We Gomez. Yep. Have you seen that one? Yes, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, pro- they're proposing a 24-hour Mexican restaurant in Maltzman. That's upset the locals as well. So, Jeez, they're hard to please, aren't they? They're, they're hard to please. Mossman residents strongly oppose the 24-hour trading for any sort of restaurant in Mossman Village. 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. is appropriate. 24 hours is not. We're not doing it. 60% of the people in Mossman have said no. Yeah, right. There you go. Right. So they obviously don't like so their... So they're um... strongly opposed. They <laughs> are. Yeah. Well, it's a democracy. I suppose if 60% of the people of the suburb don't want it, well, that's, you know. Well, if 60% of the population of the suburb don't want it, you wonder why they would want to go there and open up. They're obviously not going to be supported by the, the local. No, no. Mm. I reckon they're being overrun by Easy Mart. That'll probably be next. <laughs> like, they've been over, they've been, they're being overrun with rubbish. We don't want it here in Mossman. Well, they Take your rubbish somewhere else. Just buy Uber Eats, though, or something. Well, they probably could. Yeah. One, one person's called it Kentucky Fried Cancer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh, know. I'm, I'm quoting here. This is not me saying this. This is them. Mm. For the legal for the legal crowd out there, you know, we're not defaming Kentucky Fried, okay? It's in the article, not me. Isn't so, that an uh, interesting way that people will try to describe something to have it removed? I don't know. Kentucky. Kentucky oh. Fried Cancer. Do you eat KFC, do you, Colette? I do, Mike. Do you? A bit partial to the old KFC, yeah. I must say. I, I do like the Zinger Burgers. Zinger Burgers? Yeah. I, I, used to, I sort of used to like, before I went on the, the carnival thing, then I've done, you know, I can have chicken on the carnival, but you can't have the coating, you know, the, yeah. like the crummy coating and stuff. Yep. I like, I like, I like nuggets. Mm. You know, it wasn't. The nuggets, sort of, I don't mind those. The, the popcorn nuggets. chicken and that sort of thing, you know? Yeah, I do like their popcorn. I'm not real fat fuss. I'm not a real nugget. don't really like nuggets. Don't Popcorn chicken I, I like. But we, we never got to eat the nuggets because one of our children just used to live on nuggets. Oh, so. yes. oh right. Yeah. He'd eat one of those 20 packs. Yeah. He just, everywhere we went, what do you want, mate? I'll just have nuggets. I said, you'll turn into a nugget one day. Surprised we yep. never called him nickname is Nugget. <laughs> nugget. <laughs> could have called him. Could have called him Nugget. Yeah. We, we, but when we did dog. travel, you'd go to KFC. Actually, all the kids were a bit partial to to the Nuggets. They were. You'd go to KFC mm. when we travelled somewhere, and and um, you'd be ordering like forty Nuggets. But right. we, we did say to him one night at dinner, mate. I think you need to try something different. You know, you've had nuggets nearly every meal. Let's let's try something a bit different. He goes, "I'll have a chicken schnitty then." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Mate, that's just a big nugget." It's <laughs> a big nugget, uh, gold, man. That's gold. That's- I, know, I know we did have a bit of a kerfuffle at a at a KFC there, where I think are they a nine pack or a ten pack, and yeah. and he'd ordered one of those, and they came out, and it was actually a nugget short. And, <laughs> like oh, if you're going to rip off anyone. With a nugget, don't rip off the nugget right. connoisseur. <laughs> right. So he's picked up on this straight away. Like, there's only nine nuggets here. So yeah. obviously, we like to see, you know, uh, a just and right consumer policy. Um, yep. But they were pretty dead set they weren't going to supply this extra nugget. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we could have eaten it. Well, 
It was like we were going to send them broke, wasn't yeah. it? Even though we probably had 40 nuggets on the table and we are just asking them to bring the extra one out. I <laughs> don't think it was a really good show. I think they did in the end, but, it, you know, there's situations that can escalate when they shouldn't. Yeah. And it's always like the same as when you, like you'd think that the, uh, the special sauce was coming out of the server's personal yes. it, it? <laughs> well it's yeah. funny because you know it went in a time when i used to get a fairly standard order from mcdonald's six mm-hmm. nuggets were were part of that and no sauce but right they always put a sauce in there even though you didn't want one yeah and yet then when someone says gonna have two it's like you're gonna send it's a problem broke <laughs> And I know, I know those big multinationals struggle from time to time by yep. having to dish out extra sources. And so were you one of these people with like about 20 source containers in the centre console of your car? Oh, I have made known to have a collection in the fridge. There <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we've got a, a local one here called Japsicum. Oh, yes. Which I don't know why they haven't franchised it because they actually make really good food. Um they got with the little soy sauce in the little containers. Yeah, the so they're like Mexican they and like, Japanese like, type cross mm. restaurant. You can get your sushi. Oh, okay. Or your, yeah. They throw you like bucket loads of them every time. But we're going to have to go. They're going to have to take me there next oh, time up there. We, we will, Mike. We will. It's quite um, it's quite the delight to go to, mm. to Japsican. So they've got, they've got a fairly a unique sort of... Yeah. Yeah, menu, but it's it's good. Do they have, like, they have the soy sauce and the little fish thing with yes, the red cap on it? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. And they have yeah. your little ginger pouches and your... You'd nearly okay. think soy yeah. sauce was made from fish, wouldn't you, even that? You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think but, it is uh, actually made from soy too, which is quite different these days. Yeah. Well, it is supposed to be like ground soybean and thing like is it you know what the, you know what the uh, biggest objection to the thing in Mossman is I've just been sort of scrolling through apart from the opening hours the fact that the the burgers no I don't going to say the burgers are too cheap the fact that they're going to deface one of the historic buildings with signage yeah right but you can build a mansion in a yeah right okay yeah, can, can I backtrack a bit to what I was asked oh, you early? Can, I have actually now got in front of me the sites that BP have our trucking life. We're, no, we're not backtracking. We're not backtracking. Oh, aren't we? we, we can we, we back circle pedal? back? Circle, circle back. back. We circle back. Okay, full circle we moment. Cir- these days we, we circle back, right? right we don't on. backtrack. We've got to circle back. Okay, we're circling back to when okay. you asked me about what sites BP hold trucking life. So here we go, yep. guys. Yep. Archerfield, Beresfield. Eastern Creek, Maroolan northbound and southbound, Nambucca Heads, North Point in Epping, and Townsville Lakeside Drive. Right. If there you're you in Victoria, Mortlake Roadhouse have them. In WA, Cleaning Zone have them. Yep. So, yeah, there you go. And if all those... Nowhere in South Australia. Well, let's um, work on that one. No. What was that... Um, North Point Zepping, that's that's Cooper Street. Yeah, that's yeah. Cooper Street. And then mm. if you can't find it anywhere and you don't frequent those places... Tadiara Truck and Trailer? Yes. Yes, is another one. Are they Tadiara, South Australia? That, yeah, that's Border Village, that's yeah. Border Town. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but you can um, you can go to truckandlife.net.au and get a subscription. Yep. Delivered are we going to have... Well, 
Are we going to have a, like an, an anniversary special, are we? On Stray Day? Hmm. Oh, Stray Day, oh, mate. We I should be we plugging will. that. We should be doing something massive. Well, okay. It's going to be huge, we'll be Mike, huge. It's our, it's our first birthday for the radio station, Australia Day. It is. We'll be in... Um, Croyd. Croyd. We'll be in Croyd. So I'll have to take the van full of the radio gear then. <laughs> you you will. We'll set up live there, we will. We'll not do straight so, up. Yeah, Paul was trying to get out of me the other day where we were staying. I said, no, mate, I can't tell you. Because if we do, we'll get swapped with hands. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And yeah. He's got to understand that too, you know, like the... <laughs> the celebrity status and how it affects us. Sometimes we just do like to go to our motel rooms and not have to have everyone banging on the door. Just chill out. You know, oh, here's a shirt. Can you sign it, please? Yeah. yeah. Of course, at least this time we won't have Kendall with his truck parked out the front, which will quite calm things down a little bit. It does, does give it away a bit sometimes. It is a bit of a giveaway when PJ's parked out the front. It is, mm. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, that it is Australia Day long weekend. That was Australia Day, mate. Was the launch of? Well, you know what I'm doing tomorrow. What oh, should we tomorrow? Ask? Yeah, no, you can ask if you oh, want to. Oh, so, what, what are, are you, you doing, doing tomorrow, Mike? What are you doing tomorrow, Mike? Tomorrow, I am setting up the program for the radio station for Australia Day Ooh. to play Aussie music. Yes, all day. Best music mm. ever. Best music ever, all day on Australia Day. Yep. And, and um, we'll, are we going live Australia? We'd have to go we'll live Australia. We're going to we're gonna have to do some live stuff. We'll have yeah. to break in there for a little bit while we're cooking our bangers and lamb on the barbecue. Have right. you seen the most recent lamb ad, Mike? I have seen the uh, where they're closing the gap yes. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Love I've it. seen it. Hilarious. Tekovic is hilarious, isn't he? Oh. Very well done. Whoever came that, up with that idea has that, done a brilliant yeah, job. That ad does nearly put our society in a nutshell, doesn't it? <laughs> the Lambassador. The Lambassador. Kekovic. You reckon we should try and get Kekovic on as a guest for the... For oh, the yes. Let's oh, do we, that. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a hoot? Wouldn't it be a Even hoot? Even on Australia Day. I reckon he might be booked up. You reckon? Australia. Let's let's try and get him on yeah, the maybe, Tuesday maybe. night or the Wednesday night show just before well, Australia Tuesday Day. Night. We're doing Tuesday well, because we're travelling down to Croydon on Wednesday, oh, so we won't nice. be available Wednesday. So Rose and I have got to stop into the radio on the way down. Into yeah. the And see Dion. Oh. oh, Dion. Say hi to Dion for me. And we're going to pick up because we we're, we're having we're having a couple of hundred issues sent out there, a couple hundred right. copies sent out there. Yeah. So we're going to go out and say good day to the roadie, and I'm going to have a steak. So to do on the roadie and have a steak. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Yeah. Dion's and, a good bloke. Uh, yeah. We've been and, uh, preparing the um, <laughs> the truck and live van. <laughs> we will. All right. I've noticed um, that Mortlake have been doing. Um, trucky dinners and that and putting them in they can pre-buy like home cooked meals and doing a lot of different yep. varieties They're, they do an awesome yep. job there for the truck drivers no, so. the, the roadies are buddy excellent awesome yep. awesome truckies roadhouse we do love the roadie yep. but we'd be remiss we're into the second hour already uh, Retco bringing us the show tonight yeah. yep. and if you need a bit of gear truck, trailer whatever 
Renko, Renko Rig of the Month. They sponsor the Rig of the Month. Very, very grateful we are to have Renko on board as major sponsors. Yeah. Trucking Life magazine and the radio station. Thank you very much to, to Renko. Yep. And uh, if you're looking to hire a bit of gear, Craig, where are you going to go, mate? Renko, aren't you? Well, you go to rentco.com.au, Australia-wide. Um, Have a look at it. Tell you what, amazing, how much, amazing how much stuff they've got running up, up and down the highway. You know? Every time I... Do you know what? It's, it's something that it wasn't until Rentco came on board as the Rentco Rig of the Month and all of a sudden mm. on the road, everywhere mm. I looked, there was I saw something with Rentco up the side of it. It's amazing yeah. that you notice when your mind is programmed to look for it. Mm. Well, the crowd my brother drives for in Tasmania up until very recently had half a dozen Renko trucks yeah, right. on, on permanent hire. That's good. And he said to me, because he saw it in the magazine, yep. and he said, oh, I didn't know they sponsor you guys. Well, yeah, they do. And I said, you need to keep those trucks there, but that'll pay for the sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Renko, thanks very much to the guys at Renko and sponsoring the Renko Rig of the Month. We've got a couple of unusual rigs of the month coming up in the next magazine yeah very 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 interesting mm. stuff to see it's not long till that's out now mike not long it's at the printers now it will be i would suggest it'll be arriving on our doorsteps in the middle of next week yeah right that soon and yeah that soon yep and uh it's because it's programmed to be out for the croy truck show which is the australia day long weekend so they should be out and about by then. And <laughs> I've been getting phone calls. We're going to have to take my phone number off the web page, guys. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a PA? I need a personal assistant, right? <laughs> so, so whose phone you know number how, are we going to put there? Your, yours would be good. Let's put yours there. His phone rings enough. He doesn't need any more phones ringing. You know how many kids, you know how many kids have entered their pictures in for the uh, colouring competition for Brett Sullivan's mm-hmm. uh, drawings and stuff? And, uh, of course, kids, you know what kids are like. They need to know who won. Right? <laughs> Do they ring you and ask? They ring me. They <laughs> ring me. So, so I'm having conversations with these kids. And I'm trying to explain to them, you need to wait for the magazine to come up. But yeah, but you can just tell me, can't you, Mike? You can just tell me, can't you? That's classic. And, I love that. And so, uh, so I have a half an hour conversation with the kid, <laughs> explaining to them that their colouring was great, right? <laughs> but I can't say if they've won or not, right? Because the magazine hasn't come in. But you can tell me, yeah, can't you, Mike? You know? Well, so, let's yeah. just hope that when they get the magazine, if they haven't won, they don't ring you back and go, why didn't you pick me? Why didn't you pick me? <laughs> oh, so, look, honestly, I wish they could all win. I really do. It's hard, isn't it, when you've got to choose with kids when they've all done I, a great job? They do a fantastic job, some of these kids. And, uh, of course, Brett Sullivan graciously uh, sponsors that with a T-shirt for the a custom T-shirt for the winner. And... Uh, you know, we've got we've got that many entries now for the kids with the colouring competitions. It's ridiculous. And I've got to tell you, there's obviously some big kids out there that are colouring in some of the pictures as well. <laughs> right, a bit eh? of a helping hand. Well, let's put it this way. Jared, who's three. <laughs> was he colouring in the lines, job. Mike? Was he colouring in the lines? He was colouring inside the lines. 
And, you know. So, if it had been Jared 35, you reckon it might be different? (laughs) Might have been closer to true. I don't know. Well, now that we've worked out that they're ringing you, Mm -hmm. I think all you've done for yourself is probably get that number enlarged on the website. (laughs) (laughs) And... And highlighted in bold, oh, underlined. <laughs> Please call twenty four seven. Mike loves to talk. <laughs> I do, I do. No, I, I love it. I, the, the amount of people that call me up with just random stuff now—it's incredible. Oh, too funny. Uh, on, on course, the, sorry, go, Mike. You go. No, no. I was just going to say. Of course, you can't tell them who won. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's just a lot of fun. Mm. And they, they get a real charge out of talking to you too, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, well, uh, I'll tell you what, Mike. <coughs> Muff's mm-hmm. actually texted in here. He wants to wants us to give him a call. Does he? Yeah. Just, just That could be dangerous. But he says here, I will be on my best behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> last time he was on, last time he was on, mm-hmm. he, was, he misbehaved, didn't he? Well, now... In saying that, Michael, <laughs> you dropped you, the f bomb yeah, last show. You did have a little faux pas there the other day. <laughs> I've dropped the f bomb before. <laughs> yes, I've got to say. So, with all honesty, I'm not. I mean, those those uh, I shouldn't throw stones, should I? Don't throw f bombs anyway. Don't, don't throw f bombs. <laughs> well, I'm trying to read no. him here. We'll see, see whether he's going to answer or not. Like, no, he'll answer. Don't you worry. Are you sure he's cooking a steak? Yeah. <laughs> Muff. 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 G'day, guys. How are you? Good, mate. How are you, buddy? Good. Yeah, mate. Living the dream. You got that steak cooked or what? Well, I, I didn't get a reply back on how you wanted it cooked. Did you want it blue or did you want it blue? Um, <laughs> no, it's always medium, mate. We've, um, it's always, well, always well, medium. And no wasabi. No, oh, okay. wasabi. no, no wasabi. Yeah. So, and I was, I've got to say hello to Colette. I've, I've pestered Colette this week. How are time. you? How are you, Mike? <laughs> I'm sorry for pestering. No, you, don't apologise. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, no, oh, right. no. Okay. No, it's not what you say to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's different, Mike. It's different. Yes, yes, Mike. You know, like, you'll learn. <laughs> so, have you eaten those steaks yet? Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all gone. I've, I've ticked the box. I've, I've just, I've had to take the headphones off. I've been given the marching orders to go upstairs to watch a movie with the missus. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm home on a Saturday night. Ah. Wow. What yeah, are you going to watch? Well, uh, I don't know whether you should ask that. Well, it'll be an early, girly flick, and I will enjoy it. <laughs> you will a girly flick. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know your place. That's what I know. I know my place. But no, I just wanted to wish you guys, but, you know, like it's the start of the year. Looking forward to Shepparton. We'll get to all meet each other, and I just wanted to wish you... And uh, Look, you guys have kept me awake so many times. I don't... You know, my hours that I run is through the middle of the night, and, um, yeah, like the other night running to Mackay, I listened to three of the episodes back-to-back. Are you okay, eh? You need help? (laughs) No, well, I'm the there are, I'm there are people and, I'm, and, and, and I, I am not the Vietnam veteran. I'm an Iraqi veteran. So, oh, right, you know, eh? 
Yeah, just as messed up as, as the veterans. <laughs> <coughs> so but what yeah, type so of... I do... Sorry. Sorry, mate, go on. You were talking. Yeah, no, I do like sour food. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's why I asked you whether I needed help. Mm. <laughs> Maybe you do. <laughs> We're not supposed to self-diagnose, Michael. No, no, that's all right. But I will go have a pizza with Mike because he likes anchovies and olives. That's right, so anchovies and olives. Yeah, and I have my good mate, Kieran, who also will have a pizza with us. Mm. He might have, yeah. he, he might have, he might have some pineapple on his though. Oh no, he's, he's no nearly as Kieran's <laughs> nearly as touched as I am. No. <laughs> I will say though, I, I think I think the Friday night down there we're having a bit of a barbecue around the where we're staying. Where we're yeah, staying. So I've I got to say, I don't I don't mind mistakes fairly mooing, but the picture you sent me, mate, they're really mooing. I hope that's. Before you cook no, them, not after. No, that's, that's before I put them on. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Because if that's that. when they come off, I'll tell you what that yeah, is. Yeah, but no, it's only 30 seconds either side, mate. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. no, no, you've got to do more than that. Yeah. Oh, depends on the well, steak, no, no, actually. you've got to grab them by the horns and slap them on. The <laughs> yeah. Oh, so what do you, like, you tackle them into the fire, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Just. Oh, Look, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that one there. I, I told you, I'm trying to go. I've got to be on my best behaviour tonight. Remember, yeah. I'm, I'm the one who's got to watch my swearing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tell you what, though, that, what are those? Some porterhouses that look like you got there. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple of uh, five porterhouses. Yeah. yeah. So we, we yeah, occasionally when we're feeling rich, um, <laughs> you know, buy a bit of cryvac strip loin or something, and it, it's. That, that's the sort of stuff you do. You can just slap either side because you can still cut it with a fork. Yeah. It's, look, to me, I just said to, the, I said to the missus, I said, look, I just need a steak. I don't care. Yeah. I mowed the lawns. I've done sprayed the, the yard, did it, you know, all my, all my jobs. And I said, all I want is steak, and I don't care whether I have steak and veggies or steak and salad. It's just got to be steak. Mm. Yeah. And she said, I'll get you steak as long as you watch a movie with me. <laughs> yes, and that's what I'm about to go and do. I'm just finishing off my cigarette, and, and my I've gone to poor man's stage now, and I'm on a Woodstock and bourbon and cola, mm-hmm. and I'll go back upstairs and pour myself another single malt. Yeah. Well, there you go. No, well, I've got my accommodation booked for uh, Shepparton. That's awesome. Organised. Love to see it. I don't know whether I'm coming down on the bike or coming down in a, in a truck, but either way, I'm going to be there. Wonderful. We'll yeah. have a drink. One. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how we do. One. I'm, I'm, look, oh, I'm only, hoping. only one the night before, but we can have three <laughs> the night off. Yeah, just don't ask me to watch a movie, please. <laughs> <laughs> Craig will get upset. Oh, good good I, luck I, in I'm hoping that I can divert through. No. Good luck in finding time to watch a movie in those couple of days down there. No, I, I yeah. don't know. I, look, I've, I've said to Kieran already, I said, shit, I'm going to have to have a couple of poppy naps and maybe uh, <laughs> bring some bloody uh, caffeine tablets with me. Mm. Because it, it, it's looking to be uh, fantastic, really, from what I've, I've seen on, on, on site. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, to me, like, oh, I've got so many mates who are sceptics. Yeah. So many mates are sceptics. And I said, oh, you just, 
you just need to get on board. Yeah, 100%. You know, oh, and their biggest thing is, oh, yeah, we've seen this all before. We've seen it all before and nothing happens. Um, have. They haven't yeah. seen it all before because we've never had the people that we've had in one, that we're getting in one room on the 10th of February. Well, no, that's Who are the senators that we've got for the Senate for the for the um, second one? I think we've got is oh, Pauline Hanson. I know that yep, there's, there's Glenn Stoll, uh, Pauline Hanson, well, Bridget McKenzie. I've just put my glasses down, Mike. Let me just put. Um, <laughs> I can't read. Or in a laptop up again. <laughs> Laptops are very handy. One, one of the things is we've got some senators who are sitting on the fence on this thing and. We're still yeah. waiting One to of them hear. Is Pauline Hanson, no, I know that, right? Mm. And I know Pauline because I've had a lot to do with her with the veterans. Mm. And look, she, she, she would be one I'd like to to convert mm. to go. Hey, you know, remember in Yapoon that you know I got photos of of us together, and after a, a talk that I had there, and I, you know, like I just say, hey. Same veteran, same deal, same problems. Mm. Mm. And it is. I mean, because a lot of people don't realise how many ex-military people drive trucks. Mm. Yeah. Well, a lot of, there's we, actually a lot we, of ex-army guys. Because we like to be by ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got a good fit, doesn't it? It does. Mm. But when you're doing we it, just, you still want to find yourself out there with a bit of respect and... Yeah. Um, one of the things that um, surprises me is a lot of this has become simply it just makes sense, yet yet they have to use it as a political football, and that's that's where we are at the moment. I, I'd love to see. We've got a couple of national senators coming as well. And well, our, our, the attendees for the panel session too at this stage are Senator Glenn Stirl, Pauline Hanson, Bridget McKenzie, Tony Sheldon. We've got Sam Birrell. Matt Canavan, we haven't heard back from yet, so we're still waiting to hear from him. Carol Brown was invited, can't make it, but she's going to do a video. Um, link, that we, yeah. a vid- Not a video link, just a video that we can play on the day. Um, oh, okay. I love yeah. Carol. I do. I've, yeah, she came to our conference in Toowoomba um, when we had that I've there a couple a, of I've years ago. i got a pick on the cheek from Carol. Yeah, she's lovely, Carol. Um, yeah, she's a great person. I, I was standing beside her when we were doing the Jolly MC that event. Yep. And, and I saw... I saw the speech she was meant to deliver because I read over her shoulder. That was terrible. But she read the room and she said, you know, really what needed to be said. And she was absolutely petrified. I think it was the first time she'd been to an event since she'd been made the assistant minister. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, she grew in my standing on that day. She really did. And uh, that was one of the reasons why we gave her that that book. Yeah. Because... You know, she deserved it, and uh, I thank her very much. And, you know, she's done a lot of work since then to the benefit of the transport industry. As hard as it might be for some people to cope with and comprehend, she certainly has done a bit. Yeah. I, love, I do. I love Carol. Thanks. Yeah. Carol, yeah. 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 It's funny, Mike. We've, we've picked a weekend which did work out quite well because it sits in the middle of a parliamentary city, which, mm, which is does. funny because we've got... So you put the invitation out there and say, you know, can you make it this weekend? And some go, oh, yes, we can. That's terrific because it's in the middle of a parliamentary sitting. So Shepparton's obviously not that far from Canberra, you know, particularly in our, our realm. Um, so others, like some see it as, as a great opportunity because it's in the middle. Um, 
whereas others are going, oh, we can't make it because it's in the middle of a parliamentary sitting. Yeah. And I can name one bloke who said that. Yeah. Well, there's a few... And that's sad. That's, that's sad, isn't it? Because, yeah. I mean... It, I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, Canberra to Shepparton, yeah. Uh, what seven hours, if that? Anyway, yeah. yeah. So there's. But anyway, yeah. yeah. And panel session three, we've got Jenny Atchison coming. So she came to our conference in Wagga last year. Um, yeah. I've got a lot of time and respect for Jenny. She makes a lot of effort. So she's got a actually a function on in Tumbarumba. Um, the Friday night before, early Saturday morning, and I, I had a bit of a fun with her um, diary manager or personal assistant with trying to organise. She said, oh, she'll probably fly out of Tumbarumba into Shep, and I said, she won't be flying out of Tumbarumba. There's no airport there. <laughs> she went, oh, okay, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I was originally from Chairman. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, not much flies out of Tumbarumba. No, not much does. I'm, I'm from around the... I married a Adelong guy my first marriage, and yeah, I'm around around that area. Oh, I probably know you because I know your name. Um, Elphick. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Elphick, the very big in Gundagai and and uh, Tumut. Yeah. So I was married to an Arrogant in my first marriage. Oh, so yeah. Yes. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're what are we going to do? Family trees now. This is like this is your life type thing, isn't it? No, 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 no. Do you no, know no. who you are? Do I know who I am? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Colette. We really, we really want to. Oh, I know who I am. Yes. Yeah. But that's where it's all about grassroots, mate. You know, like and and it's just knowing where you come from. You know, like I'm, I'm Mackenzie. I mean, the Mackenzie River was named up here in Queensland after my. Uh, Scottish family because they used to drive cattle from South Australia all the way up to Rockhampton you know like, and it's just but I, every time I cross over the Mackenzie River I go oh it was named after my ancestors yeah you know and it's just knowing your history doesn't mean I've got any right to it I've got no title entitlement to it but it's just knowing about where you come from mm. yeah and it's just knowing about what you do I mean, like I, I have many a chats with my good old mate Kieran, and I was ready to give the transport industry away. You know, I've just been so disgruntled until I got on with you guys. Yep. Until I got on to, like, I had a chat with uh, Rod, and I just said, what can we do to change this? And he said, well, the first thing you need to do is just join the National Road Freighters. Yeah. And I went, wow, you know, like, I'm still disgruntled. I mean, there's stuff I'd like to talk about, but it's a Saturday night. But uh, I'll bring it up in Shepparton, which is was of rogue operators, which I've just mm. just left one. Mm. Still running things like they're back in, uh, in the late 80s. Mm. And I've said to him numerous times, tell me where the switch is on the truck. Oh, yeah. no, 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 we can't do that. But that's what how you want me to operate. You want me to shut my book off here and here? And I said, no, I run on EWD, mate. I can't shut. You know, like, we're in 2024. Mm. We're all kind of... One of the things that everyone's got to realise, you, you know, times have changed and we all do need to have some little improvements here. Um, <laughs> but the sad thing is there is young, and we're all young operators. I was guilty myself of wanting to prove myself and prove myself to the boss and, you know, 
but not in 2024. Mm. Yeah. You know, Mate, okay. is, we're well and truly in the Wednesday night ground now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah I'm sorry. So we could, we could go back wanna, to this Mackenzie uh, yeah. River and where, you know, what people can do and where they travel to. And like I said, I, I like to talk about, you know, travelling around seeing, seeing Australia and we mentioned it earlier about you know, the passports and things. And I still have no ambition in, in going overseas. Uh, not I still I have an like ambition. The, places, I, the missus says to me, she says, what are you going to do when you retire? And I said, uh, I'll probably buy a bus. <laughs> go for a drive. Yep. And go for a drive. And I said, stop at all those places I was never able to stop at. The the signposts that you see off, you know, the such and such national park or this and that, and you oh, drive yeah. past it a hundred times, but you've never... Can you gorge? Yeah, but I'd you... like to go in the Kenya Gorge and see what's, but you know I can't. I'm driving a road train. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, well, but... Rose and I went past the turn off to Streaky Bay like every week, twice a week for three and a yeah. half years, and said, "Oh, we wouldn't mind going down to Streaky Bay." So we finally, when we went across the Perth with the caravan, went down to Streaky Bay. <laughs> you know, that's the sort of stuff that you know I, I certainly like to do a hell of a lot more of. Yeah, and where you don't have... I mean, I always joke around with the, the guys I knock around with and just go, oh, I can't wait to retire. I'm going to buy a big, dirty-ass caravan and I'm going to sit on 85. And <laughs> I'm going to punch no, it up no, to no, they do 105 on a three-laner, though. Yeah, 105 on a three-laner. You know? Um. <laughs> no, but I just... But, look... Talking about caravans, they're getting better. They are getting better. You reckon? Yeah. I think... It's better better than what it was. Mm. I have so many call me up nowadays, especially up here in Queensland. They go, top of the heavy? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'll get you around on this three-laner. Oh, jeez. Thanks, mate. Thank you. You have a good trip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's it's like, buddy... um, the old mate Bruce Gunter, but he says, you know, it's all about how you treat people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm. You know, like you get you get pulled over by a copper, you get pulled out. Yeah, mate, there you go. What do you want? Licence, logbook. Yep, no worries. Most of the time nowadays, they oh, I've even got my licence on my iPhone nowadays. And I've got but you need WD. That is, look at me and go. You got a green yeah, tick in the corner? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Do you mind if we have a walk around the truck? Yeah, no, I'll go for it. Let me know if you find anything because I might have missed it. Mm. Yeah. And but that's the, what it is. But people are becoming better educated and there are programs out there now. Look, you know, Ken, he's, he's out there with our truck-friendly caravaners and trying to help people understand. But, you know, everybody's got to come to terms with, with the reality that, you know, someone's been working in office for... For 30 years and they retire and they go and buy themselves a land cruiser and a caravan they've never had any experience on the road and it's not no but don't but they're driving an articulated vehicle so shouldn't they do a course oh well that that that's debatable but oh there we go that yeah no it's wednesday wednesday regardless regardless of that look, look i've seen plenty of people that operate road trains and triples and they shouldn't have a license, so I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's the bigger topic. The bigger topic is how how to be respectful. Like, you know, if you 
if you do pull up in a parking bay in your caravan, and and whether it's a temporary one that's just designed for to pull over, or whether it's an overnighter, you know, don't pull up in the middle of it if you're in a caravan, or even in a car, and you're just pulling up for 20 minutes to have, make yourself a cup of tea. Don't pull up in the middle of it. Go to the front of it, or find a spot where you can pull over and then reverse back, so that you know a heavy vehicle can find its so way in there. So you remember the days when you everyone, all of us, well, and now they just did it recently, bought a new vehicle and you get a whole brochure, a whole package. Shouldn't a caravan come with a package where it says, "Look, advisory, get a UHF, put you know, George and Betty Mildred." Yeah, on George the back and Mildred. Of the <laughs> <laughs> but, Show me age, but that's you know, like yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, it's just you know, like yeah, all that, that's that's kids program. That's the truck safe program. Mm. So that's that's something where you know we talk about funding from governments and that. Yes, maybe that's something someone the other night. I mean, it's something that really needs to be addressed. You're well, talking about the NHVR but you've got a you know, system running and then they're about to close on their funding. Shouldn't there, should be, shouldn't there be something... I mean, it doesn't really affect heavy vehicles, but it affects yes, us. But that, that's way. something where the, you know, as associations and, um, you know, just general road safety advocates um, have to put that towards, say, the, the caravanning industry or something or caravanning manufacturers to say... You know, can you implement this when you're selling a new caravan that, you know, you, you put out this brochure that that tells everyone how to But uh, we know that's not going to happen because all they want to get is the money for the caravan. Yeah, the but that's, that's part of the issue though, mate. Look, we, we need to stop saying things like we know that's never going to happen because that's a defeatist thing. So... If, if, oh, if your attitude. Full agreement. No, yeah. I'm in full agreement. We need to do something. This is what I'm all about. And yeah. So we have to move a step forward and say, well, let's let's see what we can do, and you know, approach caravan manufacturers and say what we can do. But first of all, we've got to produce the brochure and things like that. So you know, we have a pool, and it's it, by law we have to have a sign on the gate that's all about resuscitation and how not to drown. Cool. Um, regardless of what skill set any of us have in this house or anyone that comes to visit, that's got to be on the fence and apparently that's how you help like, to do CPR. So th there's a big difference between what is mandated that, that a caravanning company may have to do to say you, you've got to tell your operators to do this. You, you need to reach out that step further to say, all right, you've put this brochure in there, but are you going to read it or do you even understand what it means? So, you know... Well, a real quick one, Craig, is, buddy, I have a boat licence. I think you've got a boat licence as well. No, I don't. I do. Oh, I, I have a boat oh, licence. does, because yeah. if I, we're getting a boat, now, I want to drink. Do you, do you have a uh, PWC licence, a per personal watercraft? No. No. And the thing is, though, I've driven... I just got rid of my race boat. I had a race boat, and I could drive that just on an ordinary boat license. But you can't drive but a jet ski. I can't drive a jet ski. Mm. So, and now I'm an MCR. Uh, yeah, I've got my bike license and all that, and then I've got my, my standard boat license. And this is my whole argument. I can drive a boat, 
but I can't drive a PWC. I can't uh, a um, personal watercraft. Mm. Mm. It's a boat. It's a boat. Yeah. Okay, so I've got to do another. I've got to do another course to do that. Okay, you've got a car license. Yes, but you want to tow a box trailer or you want to tow a boat. You must have a minimum of a HC license or do the two-day course to understand what it's all about with towing. And it's exactly the same. I've got a powerboat license, but I can't drive a jet ski. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. Oh, look, the the whole licensing thing is is a bit of a debacle on how it is, but... We've got a. Sorry, this is Wednesday night again. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it's, well it's, <laughs> not, it's not really, you know, we talk about, you know, like what we do here is about helping everyone interact better on the roads. So mm. we all have to understand, you know, like you're talking about your your roots and where you come from. Um, it, it's not much different on the road. So if, if a driver of a caravan can't understand what the needs of a heavy vehicle driver are, you can't expect them to act as if they do or have that knowledge so mm. it's, it's a knowledge base here that we have to get out there it's the same as you know if you're driving a heavy vehicle do you understand the actual needs or wants of that caravan driver or their skill base or where they've come from so we, we talk about in the transport industry work diaries and things like that so recently you would have heard us mock around a bit about this well, if everybody's if, if this uh, work diary system's so great, um, and it's saving lives and doing all these terrific things, why don't we just make it mandatory across every industry and applicable to every person in Australia? Now we all know that that'll never happen, and that's mm. the same as you're trying to mandate that people that drive cars need a license to tow a box trailer. They're voters, and it's never going to happen. Like, it's not a license; it's a, it, it's an endorsement. They go to a, a two-day weekend course. Yeah, but but these are all the punters who think their yeah. weekend right is to hook on their trailer and go to the tip, and and rely on the bloke at the tip that can actually back their trailer into the into the pile. Yeah. So yeah, I know we're, we're talking about an industry, say, with a hundred people to. You know, trail, trailer operators in the thousands. So, yeah, it's it's, it's never it's never going to happen. I know that, but I mean, the thing is, though, uh, when people realise that, that these people need education on how, it's exactly what we went through. My teacher was Alan Shearer, Shearer's Transport and Wagga. Yep. He already knew that I I could drive a semi, and when I started with him. Back in uh, back in um, what was it ninety five? I think it was. Um, he said, "There's your truck. It's a rigid. You'll be running around town. We want to make sure that we know." Yes, come on, come up, Joy. I'm on the radio. <laughs> it looks like you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, I've actually gone and shaken Alan's hand twice for saving my life numerous times over. Because mm. even though I had a license, he taught me everything I know today. And I am quite happy to tell anyone that. 
And I've said that to Alan. I pulled him when I even had my own truck. And Alan said, whoa, Michael, what are you doing here? And I said, I just wanted to come and shake your hand. And what for? And I said, for saving my life ten times over. You know, like, and that was respect. Because that guy taught me more than I knew at the time. Mm. Because here I was, I had a HC license, but he wouldn't let me drive a HC. I had to do my time in the bloody heavy, uh, just a light rigid. And he wanted to make sure I knew how to. And like, I've just finished up with Daryl Dickens, a great operator. People said, Holy shit, who taught you how to tarp? And I said, Alan Shearer. Mm. Yeah, Holy shit. And I said, Yeah. And some of the yardies were saying, well, what's how do you do it? You know, and I said, Oh, you do you know, get your envelopes right up front and rear and then you better pull in close to the, the front and then you, you work your way to the middle. Oh, we've always been told to do this and I said the only reason I had to leave Daryl is I've got a dicky shoulder. You know, like I'd I'd still be there today. One of the greatest operators of apart from Alan I've ever worked with. You know, but People just aren't prepared to learn. Well, the training's really hard these days, and that's you know, particularly in a yeah. sport job, there's there's no no money there to do it. But you know, and this is part of what we do here. You know, in the bigger picture with us, with with um, truck and life and on road media, is to uh, is to get out there and and um, change the way we do things, steer the future into into something different, so that. You know, and everyone that, can learn. I'm 100% for it because, I mean, yes, I'm a, I am have trucking life. I love that I've got trucking life. I can't believe that I got rid of those old ones back in the, uh, the 80s. I think 85 was one of the 86 was one of the first I ever got. Can't believe I threw them out. <laughs> They'd be worth something now. But, and hence why I'm part of National Road Friday. Because, like I said to Kieran, I said, Kieran's what... Uh, What's Kieran? Uh, he's in his getting close to sixty. I'm fifty four. You know, I said yep. we're the older generation. We need to step up to the plate. I said this to Kieran last year. You know, and now he's been on my case. And I said, oh, I'm not a front man because, uh, as you know, you guys know, it's hard for me to watch my P's and Q's at times. And, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, well, yeah, we can all we can all have. Well, I'm doing issues. well tonight. I think I'm doing well tonight. Well, we've got this. You'll be far. in trouble shortly if you don't go and watch yeah. the damn movie. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, we'll, well, I only we'll wanted to get on the phone to you guys and buddy wish you a happy new year. Yeah, but <laughs> well, you, you might much, have to mate. go and watch the movie. We, we're well, probably... I'm looking forward to catching up with you and having a couple of beers in, in Sheffield. Already got my accommodation booked, and uh, I better go make some peace with the missus upstairs. <laughs> I think you should. Oh, no. Well, you'll be in more trouble than Ned Kelly. Love your show. Oh, love no. your show. Thanks, mate. Well, it's been good you'll talking be in to you, mate. Than Ned go, go and enjoy your movie. We'll see you in Shepparton. Uh, All right, will do. See you guys. Bye. Bye. I'll tell you what, we need we need a road hammers song, mate. That's what we need. <laughs> do ya? We'll, well lucky overdrive. you picked one. Overdrive. So here we go. We're going to play a bit of music, guys, and we'll be right back. I'm back. Thank you. I've got 18 wheels and a polished rig. I'm in a big old hurry and I do mean big. Gotta get this load to bikini. 
Welcome back, Mike, and Colette's still here as well. I am. On we, was, we were just talking off air about the potential of meeting the road hammers when they come over for the lights on the hill. And we're concerned that Mike will squeal like a little girl. <laughs> no, you reckon I'll, I'll fan my face and go, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Well, well you did just admit to being a fanboy, Mike, so, you know. I am a fan. Oh, I am absolutely a fan. Yeah. I am, true. But I'm also, like, I also love Jane Denham. Mm-hmm. You know, and Tony Justice and all that sort of stuff. It's, I love that sort of music. I really do. And I listen. I really do listen to it while I'm driving along. Yeah. Well, I love ACDC. Mm. You know, I love Iron Maiden as well. 
you know. It depends on depends on what's going on, where I'm driving, what time of the day it is, you know. The yeah. mood that you're in. The mood that I'm in, but the road hammers are always one of those things that are on the Spotify on the Spotify playlist. Yeah. And just the fact that, you know, we can be in a position where we can you know, we're, we 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 know the people that are bringing them out. You know, yep. And we'll have the opportunity to meet the guys, and that I wouldn't miss that. It's just one of the pleasures of being part of all this. Yeah, one of those things. Like since I've been doing podcasting, I started podcasting ages ago, long before I ever started the On the Road podcast. I did a thing called No Holds Barred. Yeah, and and um, you get get to talk to people. And it's amazing the amount of people that you can meet that are happy to talk to you. They're all humans. Everyone, you know, everyone's human. Yeah. I mean, even to the point where when I did the water run with, with Rose and, and everyone, we did that water run up through Coonabarabin and everything when the drought was on. You know, um, I got hold of Paul Zanetti and I said, can you do a cartoon for us? And he said, yeah, sure, what, what would you like? So we've got a cartoon drawn um, from um, Lopez Brothers from uh, for them yep. because they supplied a depot for us that we took over for a week, basically. Yeah. Took over Lopez Brothers Depot in Enfield to park trucks with water on them. Is that, is that the where you loaded them all from? Yeah, loaded them. we loaded them out of there. We, we loaded... Uh, we loaded out of um, Mineral Springs place in, up up in the on the uh, coast up there, and and brought them back. We had what we had, eighty pallets of bottled water or something, and we had you know bloody uh, ISO tanks. We had half a dozen ISO tanks that were donated to us. We filled up with water. We had bloody FBT donated tankers. We had guys from Newcastle. We filled up tankers of water in Newcastle. Um, Macca from up up the north coast sent their buddy tankers of water from from him. There was a guys from out at Bathurst with tankers of water six six hundred odd thousand liters of water we took out on one day. Cool, yeah, right. Mm. You know, and and I asked Paul Zanetti to do a to do a um, a cartoon for Anna Lopez, and uh, because we, as I said, we took over their buddy depot for the day uh, yeah. for the day for the week. Yeah, there were trucks everywhere. Penske gave us three trucks to do it. Renko, <laughs> Renko rigging the mug. Yeah. Renko gave us a set of trailers for it. It's a lot of good you people know? out there, Mike, isn't there? Yeah, and and you know it's it's amazing how many people that got behind got behind it all. Actually, Rose Rose drove the truck. Uh, the prime mover was donated by uh, Southern Cross Truck Rentals. I think they've been bought out by TR since then. But Southern Cross Truck Rentals donated the Prime Mover. Renko donated a set of B-double trailers, and we filled those up with with um, pallets of bottled water donated by, uh, oh, God, I'm just in my memory now. It was a while ago. MG uh, from from um, the Central Coast. Yeah. It's always and, good to see uh, people that support that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but... We absolutely took over the yard. It was just a mess. They had trucks everywhere. And that was when I first met Simon O'Hara from Road Freight, New South Wales. Yeah, right. 
he he helped out with came and helped out with that as well. And it's just amazing the amount of people that came together. Um, Chris Smith was a guy with 2GB and Sky News and all that sort of thing at the time. Basically, I've been on every show on Sky News except for Paul Murray Live. Hmm. Uh, Chris was at the time um, hosting shows at various times. We we did a lot of stuff. I did live cross with Chris from Proserpine, for God's sake. (laughs) But I was up in my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just incredible. A lot of this stuff's still on YouTube, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, it's uh, a lot of support for that. Yeah. But what I'm saying, the point that I'm making is that there are people out there that are happy to help doing the, doing all this sort of stuff. All it takes is for people to get off that backside and do it. Yeah. yeah. We've had a, you know? we had, we've got a caller here. Have we? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to announce who it is. I just want to see Colette's face light up. <laughs> G'day, Ian. How you going? No, no, it's the neighbour, not, not Ian. Sorry, the neighbour. I'm going to call in on what have been known as the neighbour. It's the neighbour. The neighbour. Yeah. <laughs> Ian. Dude, have you got a, Ian, 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 have you got a tip for me for the Dapno dogs, mate? <laughs> don't, don't bet, Mick. Don't bet. Don't, is, that the, is that the tip? Don't That's bet. That's me tip. That's me tip, yeah. Uh, don't bet. Yes. Double me money, mate. Fold it in half and put it back in my pocket. You reckon? <laughs> Correct, Amundo. I'm just just am ringing in to check on how we're all going up that part of the woods or wherever we are. We're we're going good, mate. We've actually yeah been over your place through the week and had a bit of a party while you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> did you put the Did you put the bins no. out though? No. Well, it's not bin day, oh, Ian. Bin day's tomorrow night. We you know that. Yeah. Well, remember. Everywhere. I will. Yeah, you know, good, good. We so. need it. We actually, speaking of bins, we need a new binfluencer in our street. We had a horrible cock up this week. Oh, did someone put out the wrong bin and everyone? Oh. Someone put out the wrong bin. And everyone copied, didn't they? And everyone copied. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope they've been arrested. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the word, and that's the, that's the thing, the binfluencer. So you were sort of waiting until to put that. <laughs> Yeah, go and put the bins in. I can't yet. No one else has them. <laughs> I don't know what colour it is. Because it's really hard to just go onto the council website and check out what bin that is. Or just put all your bins out. But, wow. You know, you talk about, I don't know if you've been listening, Ian, but we're talking about apparently um, psychopaths like bitter food. No, that's right, they do. So what, right. what kind of lemon-eating idiot... <laughs> Decided to have three bins and collect them on different days. <laughs> you should have given me a bit of notice on that question. I need to think about that. Do you? You, yeah, should, you, know. you should all know. You're from Victoria. <laughs> Oregon. Maybe that's why, you know, they said someone like Dan was a lemon. <laughs> oh no! Well, I could say, yeah, I can think of a lot worse things to call Dan than just a yeah, no, no, it's a family program, and you're not allowed to. Don't start that, Ian so. on Dan. We all know <laughs> how Ian feels about Dan. Well, he's in Tasmania now. So uh, he's in Tasmania as we. I'm just ringing. Tasmania hasn't floated away either. It's still here. It's still it? there. So, what do you have? It scorching 21 degrees today, or? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. It's funny, we had 24 yesterday and 24? it was stinking hot. Absolutely. So a lot of ambulances out. To oh, no. no. <laughs> to the 24, down, 24 down here is hot. You're, it is. 
your son was talking about the sun in Tasmania, about how even though the temperature is technically less than what it would be up here, the sun is like burning. Fry the living living daylights out of you. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lovely time up here. We had, well, Lockie managed to do something you hadn't. Um, oh, you managed to get Shane and Carol there. I managed to get everyone. Oh, yeah. The whole street was Gary there. Gary was there, Rosie. Yeah. He did say that to me. He goes, I've got more pull and power than you, Dad. Yep, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so his claim to fame. Mind you, he's got, a, he's, got a, he's, got a little, he's got a little daughter that's, uh, I don't know, what, three months old or something like that. I can't. Well, yeah, yeah, I can't but no one that. else got to hold her except me, so. But she, she oh, I saw a photo of her. She just looked at me and thought I was. That's because you got a funny face, mate. That's yeah. because you got a funny face. Yeah. Um, I did see a photo of you giving her a bit of a cuddle. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. held her for most of the night. No one else reckon, got to huddle, cuddle. I reckon, her. given given half an opportunity, she would have been inside in the lounge <laughs> asleep with a two. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Matilda was ready for sleep. <laughs> She'd just woken up. She just yeah. She just yeah. George cuddles. What we, nah, need, what, what we do need is to probably organise a whole street party with with the, all the grandkids around, mate. Oh God. No, nah, well they can they can go to one end of the street, mate, and we'll go to the other. We'll, we'll barricade the street off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you, coming up you, in March, aren't you, Ian? Uh, 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 Catching him, yeah. mate. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. So how's the, how's the weather been down there in Tassie? Apart from oh, no, it's been pretty good. Four degrees. What part of Tasmania are you in, Ian? Sheffield, mate, which is twenty-five k's south of Devonport. Mm. I know where Sheffield is. It's twenty-five k's from the ocean, no matter which way you go. Mm. Oh, now 25k's from the, the ocean and 45k's from Cradle Mountain. So, right. Yeah, so, no, no snow this Christmas? What's that, mate? Sorry? No, no snow? No, not yet, but um, we had we had one cool day, but uh, you never know down this part of the woods, mate. Mm. We were about 3 o'clock this morning, we just had a howling gale come through and ended up closing the window and what have you, and then. I got up this morning waiting to see what the damage was, and it was still. Um, yeah, we, we're in a valley here. We've got a mountain on one side and sort of rolling hills on the other, and it just funnels through, and the first port of call is our joint. And, yeah, it just yeah, – you could hear the the trees bending over and stuff like that, and it probably yeah. lasted about a quarter of an hour, and then it's gone, and yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a special place, Tassie. How's your lovely Lorna? She's good. She's looking after me perfectly. That's great. That's a, as she should. That's a big job, that one. <laughs> I was going to say, Jeez. I was going to say, is she due for long service leave or what? <laughs> you know, you know. She should have. She should have taken it about fifteen years. You know ago. what, Mike? She would have been free from jail if she'd committed murder by the time. You know what I mean? She yeah, no, no, no. I'm hearing that. Did you say that, Colette? Did no, you just say I that? did not. Do you know what, Ian, actually, if you recall the last time Ian was on and I came down and spoke to Ian and I said I'd visit him in Tasmania, he said, oh, I hope you do it while I'm not here. 
<laughs> he, he must have got a guilty conscience because he actually rang and apologised to I me. I did. I did. I told did. Me I, how much I you rang loved you to me. tell you I loved you. And, <laughs> yep, you did. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> you and yeah, don't tell Craig, though. You <laughs> and your acid tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I was devastated. <laughs> well, you know, I've got to say, I've got to say Ian, that she, she is a woman that uh, she looks like she needs some love. So much so the first time I met Colette, I ripped my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. I have that effect on people, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what, oh, what can I say? You know, I, I did. Um, <laughs> I did to get back to something sort of on that's got to do with on the road radio. I did notice you post about the senators that you've got coming to the the conference. That's I know. a that's. Oh. You've done pretty good there, I think, haven't you? And one of them's yeah. running that way, yeah. old Tassie. Yeah. We've actually got Michelle Harwood from the TTA coming too. She's on the first yeah, really? Yes. But, um, She's one of our guest speakers for the day. So mm. we have invited Jackie mm. too. So Jackie, if you're you in, couldn't get listen. you couldn't get Jackie there though. No, she's declined. But um, mm. you've got our, you've got other um, Tasmanian senator that we've invited. Um, Tyrrell, what's her name? Oh, Tam, was it Tammy? Tyrrell? Tammy Tyrrell. I think you've got a few. Yeah. Well, she's, not, she's, not she's not coming. She's not coming. They've been invited. Yeah. So, but yeah, for her and Jackie, they're both. Uh, no, bloody. So it'd be good to see them there. They, they are the ones mate. holding, holding a lot of things to ransom. So, they. Because you would have heard of a, you would have heard of a, a bloke. I think he's a Green Senator down here, Wish Wilson. Mm. Oh yeah. No, Senator no, Wish, I, I think he's a greener. And yeah. we had the uh, we had the vets golf day up at Sheffield on Thursday, and I'm playing with a bloke who's 86 years old, whose name is Wish Wilson. And I said to him, I said, um, you wouldn't have a relative that's in the Senate in Canberra, would you? And he goes, well, he said he's a nephew of mine. He says, but I like to try and keep it under wraps. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Yeah. No, it would have been a um, bit of a tool. Yeah, but anyway, for that conference scene, it would be nice to see a few. Like, there's a few crossbenchers that, you know, are, are holding up the vote. But well, they, they won't. But they won't attend a conference, which is, you know, mm. got got a lot to do with it. It's yeah, it's it amazes. But you, well, I mean, you, you get a you get a, a few of those crossbenchers go back to Canberra and hopefully talk to each other, mate, and. Hopefully, yeah. talk. You know, common. Someone sees some common sense, and um, they don't hold it up any longer. Well, hopefully, yeah. Mm. So, anyway, no, take me head up to you for all the work you're doing. You blokes, you're doing very well. Oh, so well, been, we do what we do what we can. Yeah. yeah. Have you been doing any touring around Tassie, mate, or are you just sitting there? Uh, mate, when we mowing the lawn, we've oh Jesus, yeah, thistles, um, spray, spraying thistles. Um, yeah, mowing, whippersnippering, yeah, it doesn't pay to be, like, we would have had two trips down here except for what Lorna went through. Mm. Uh, yeah. It doesn't pay to be away for 12 months, by God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're getting the place, we're getting the place looking a bit better now. Yeah. But, so you'd be using all those organic um, pesticides, things and herbicides, I imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing to say there? <laughs> <laughs> 
He's gone all quiet. Oh, he has gone yeah, quiet. No. That's unusual yeah. for you. So organic and? roundup you're using? Or, or... <laughs> no, no. Of course he would be. Some of those. I got the roundup going pretty... out in the backyard today, mate. Oh, some of those thistles are pretty hard to kill. They're very woody. Um, the thistles are very woody. They do take a little bit of killing. The, um, what's it called? I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um, oh, there's one, well, there's one spray that doesn't harm the grass, just kills those sort of... The broadleaf one. Thistle type, yeah, and MCPA within or... within twenty within 24 hours, mate, you can go out and you can see them keeling over, so... Turn their ears up. That'd be MCPA yeah. or 24D or something like that. Oh, I think it's salt-based, whatever it is, but MCPA yeah. MCPA would be that one then. Yeah, yeah. gets rid of them. Yeah, quite effective, yeah. Well, I don't think oh, well, I'll uh, salt-based put on me. That'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been Have you ever been shot with salt, Peter, while you've been in pinching cherries from someone's no, cherry well, orchard? No, I'll tell you what I did get yeah, shot well, with. I can't, I can't recommend it. <laughs> what did you I say, Mike? I with an air rifle, <laughs> hey? Who shot no, you with no. an air rifle? My brother! Oh. Shot me with a bloody oh. air rifle. <laughs> I, I can actually... Yeah, see no, don't point. say that on air. <laughs> if you were living in his shoes, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Ian, is Lewis and, and Troy and Maddie decided when they're coming back up? Um, I'd say it'll probably be about September. Oh, that long? Yeah. Well, they can't come up while we're there. We're occupying the house, so. <laughs> yeah, but they could There's come up enough, before you come in May. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, May. That's right, May, June, July. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for Ian's son to come back. He's quite the cook, Ian's son. He made us a meal that we um, I'd quite happily sit down and have another round. Yeah, no, he's a bit of a chef, the boy. Yeah. Mm. And, he, yeah. and he booted Collard out of the kitchen. He did. Too. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't boot you out of your kitchen, Colette. Matt, Matt, and Troy both warned me: don't go in there, Colette. When don't go in, in the there. kitchen. Do not go in the kitchen where Lewis is there. He doesn't <laughs> like to be annoyed. Mm. No, no, I'll tell enough. you what, they cooked up a magnificent oh, feed. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah yep. he's a good cook. Mm. He is. Oh, right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you uh, right, to mate. your. Uh, yeah, right, good right, man. Well, have fun down there, buddy. Nice I will do, mate. You. I'll, yeah, I'll ring in. Uh, I'm just going back in to play darts and drink beers with me mate across the road, as it turns out. So. Say hi there, to there, I'll just be, be, Before you go, mate, are there any shearers left in, in Springfield? Um, in Sheffield, Sheffield no. I no. don't. Well, I don't think so, mate. Sheep aren't, sheep aren't the flavour of the month down here at the minute and cattle are not much better, so. Mm. Shearers. I mean, there's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Uh, they just seem to Because my, my, my grandfather's from Sheffield, mate. I thought you meant like shearers in people that shear sheep too. You need to be no, more specific. That's what mate. I thought he meant too, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. My, uh, my, my, uh, my grandfather's from Sheffield, mate. Oh, okay. I won't hold that against him. Well, he was before he kicked on. He's been kicked on for a bit, but mm. yeah. Yep. No, a shearer yeah, now is a, a a wool relocation specialist. Oh, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> Lordy. All right, I'll leave you lot to it. It's hard, isn't it? Right, it's hard to make sense. Thanks, Ian. We'll talk to you soon. All right, mate. Bloody All hard, the best. Mate. See ya. Bye. See ya.
Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Unbelievable. Yeah, I was actually in a in a pub one night and I was talking to a fellow and I said, what do you do? And he said, I'm a wool relocation specialist. Right. I'd had me dumbfounded for a few minutes and, yeah, worked out he was actually a shearer. <laughs> right. Mm. Tough job, though. Tough job. I take my hat off to them. Yeah. Got to have a strong back. Strong. Well, back, yeah, that's strong why you have that. That's why you have the belly support thing that you sort of lead into these days. I don't know. Uh, what not, the all, not all of them have them, but <clears throat> a few do. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, no, a few do it, but not not all of them. There, it, it is a job. I, you know, look, I've I have shorn a few sheep, but I'll never claim to be a shearer at all. Um, my 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 dad was amazing. He he was like the sheep whisperer. Right, I've never seen anyone. Um, shear sheep, and and the and the sheep will be so placid. You know what the record is oh, for the number of lambs in eight hours? Five hundred and thirty something, I think. Near that. Not even close. No. Said in the said on the twentieth uh, of February in twenty twenty. Yeah. Bloke sheared six hundred and twenty four lambs in eight yeah. hours. That's a six hundred and twenty four. That's pretty wow. awesome. That's at Walkerbun Station. That's 150 a run. Wow. I did um, agriculture in high school, Mike, in year 11. Yep, yep. And on a, we actually did shearing. My poor sheep ended up with more red on him than white. Right. <laughs> 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 well, record. I know, I didn't mean it. It was not intentional. I would never hurt an animal. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, the world record was set in Donegal, 97 sheep an hour, 866 sheep in nine hours. Wow. There you go. So that's one sheep every 37.9 yeah. seconds. That's do, going, isn't when, it? When they do set records, though, it's not, it's not like a normal day in the shearing shed. No. They do, um, I think they do knock the belly off them and things like that. Before they start, no, no. but but even so, you're looking. I was, I was watching. Um, there's a, a mob in Wagga. I think we watch them on Facebook a bit. River yep. stock handling or something. Yeah. And there was a bloke, the young, young fellow, the other day, knocked over 504 or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when it um, when it gets into some tougher going crossbred sheep that are big and fat. If you were doing five hundred a day, it's pretty big, pretty big. Well, day. the twenty hour, the twenty hour record is set by a couple of Kiwis, and obviously they use the wide cones, you know. Everyone uses. But, wide um, cones. <laughs> there's no there's an, cones anymore. There's an argument we can get into wide cones. Oh, <laughs> Jeez, that, that fourteen hundred and ten. They sure in twenty hours. No, between the two of them, eight hours they sure fourteen hundred and ten. Yeah, right. That's the tw- that's the tw- most sheep drawn in eight hours, but they hold the twenty year old world. It's a twenty twenty year old world record. Mm. Two North Island shearers, like named Simon Goss and Jamie Skiffington. That record still stands. Mm. Fourteen hundred and ten sheep in eight hours. Yeah, tough tough job, tough job for tough anyone gig. in the wool shed. Yeah. So. So when you look at how many they can shear in a day, the average is about 100, 100. Anywhere between 200 and 300 is considered a good day. Well, 300 is a good day. A good day. 
Yeah, Gun, no. Shearer, the ringer. The ringer in the Shearer shed can shear two to three hundred or more sheep in a day. Hmm. I know what they're paying now. I think it's up around four dollars fifty. I think you've got to take your hat off to any Shearer that wrangles a ram and shears a ram. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. There's a go. Three an hour then. <laughs> I think they, they actually seduce most rams now before they shear them. But, <laughs> how, does that, how does that go? I can't remember now, but we had one too many beers, I think. Fast, <laughs> um, as quick as you blow and the... Uh, the oh, and, yeah. That's I don't know. I can't. We yeah. should find that. What's that song? I don't know, Colin, but you can look it up. What are we doing? Shearing sheep now? The ringer looked around, he'd beaten That's by uh, the, the, the kid with a bare bellied you or somebody. I think I can't remember the song. Are you going to have that for Australia Day? I reckon we should. Oh, I think you should too, that. Mike. We'll certainly have Ostentatious yeah. for Australia Day. My mother used to hate that song. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm spending the day tomorrow. Rose is going to her. Uh, her auntie's 103rd birthday party in Newcastle tomorrow. Wow. 100 what? Uh, three. 100, 103. It's quite an innings, isn't it? Mm. It is quite an innings. 103. So Rose is going there tomorrow. I'm going to spend my day tomorrow putting together the Australia Day show. Cool. Um, so then, there you go. And then we'll crack into part of that by going live. We will crack into part of that by going live. Speaking of which, we've got a little bit left. We're going to go to a song. Uh, we can have a quick we song will, before. We will, yeah. Let's have a quick song. What are we going to have? Well, we're going to have a bit of um, Uncle Cracker. I don't know if you, you Uncle probably, I don't know if you know his music at all, Mike. But this one's I've met in a little while. Right. Who have you met? Oh, let's, let's not go there. Right. <laughs> right. Let's have Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker in a little while.
behind Some things are better left for someone else to find Maybe in time I can find this seed I just wonder, wonder if you picked up by me Sometimes I feel like something is gone here Something is wrong here I don't belong here Sometimes I feel like a stranger in town Welcome back, everybody. That was Uncle Cracker in a little Uncle. while. What do you think Uncle of that, Mike? Well, I, I was listening to it in the background there. I haven't actually heard that song before, you know? Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Mm. I don't, don't mind but, uh, Uncle Cracker. He does some good stuff. Yeah. yeah Uncle Cracker. So, anyway, we're moving on through the night. I had a text here from Wayne again from Millicent, and he's just sent me some pictures of um, he's got the last six rig of the months right rig of the months up there um right on his wall he's got evening all and colette oh thanks so, <laughs> good colette, evening colette gets a special mention <laughs> evening all and colette yeah. look what you've done to me i'm nearly 78 and you've and you're corrupting me and he's got these pictures of <laughs> of truck and life and his cat by the look of it well, you know, it, it, it's quite interesting. I had a guy from Turidan ring me up, and he's got the whole collection. Mm. Um, he reckons he's not got an issue, issue missing. Yeah, nice. Wow. And and uh, no, it just it just it, it really really amazes me when you think about it. Um, what we're producing as a magazine. Uh, look. There are we're, we're producing a magazine that you could sit on your coffee table and just leave there, but there's also something you'd be able to pick up in a couple of years' time and read. Yeah, unlike, unlike a few other things, but but the but the fact is that you know the number of people that I've done in I mean, I've only got to look at my own personal collection of Trucker Live magazines. Yeah, you know, the fact that there are guys who collect these things or who have purchased them down the track who have got them there to sit there and look at. Um. And, and they're still being looked at. They're not, you know, they're not going anywhere. Well, they're looked at more than once too, you know. Like mm. people, we, like the other night, as we were talking about, had Ian on here a, bit, a minute ago, you know, went over to his place and his, his son was down here from Brisbane and so we had all the neighbours around just to send pictures to Ian to show us what we'd done. But, mm. you know, we... Um, obviously, Ian's got a magazine over there and we got that out and we're showing all the neighbours and... You know the the comments on the quality. Yeah. 
um, of, of what we've brought back there. And it's something that I think we should all be proud of. That 100%. The, the well, quality of the magazine is, you know, second to none. It's yeah. just, it's, just it's brilliant. Talk about the quality of the magazine. I talked with seven or eight different printers while we were talking, while we were working out who we were going to get to print the magazine. And Southern Impact Printers in Melbourne, which is where it's being printed, we we chose to print it in Australia, even though it cost us a little bit more to do it, um, for for a couple of reasons. First off, was that Southern Impact had everything that we wanted in a printer, all the mailhouse stuff, and the backup, and the fact that they were willing to work through the process with us, even though they knew we were just starting. Yeah. Mm. Um, that to me is a, is an incredible thing, and that the Brad, the, the guy that we talked to at Southern Impact, has helped us along the way. And you know, look, without putting too fine a point on it, they haven't been the cheapest, but I'll tell you what, they have been the best. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the the proof is in the pudding. Absolutely. We've got a we've got a magazine out there now, and I'm proud. I'm proud of the quality of the of the magazine. And so much so that uh, I've spoken with former editors of the magazine. In fact, Bruce Honeywell, a man who was huge in Truck and Life. In fact, he was Truck and Life magazine for a very long time. Um, he shifted over to Big Rigs and, you know, was the founding editor of Big Rigs newspaper and then that sort of thing. And then went back to Truck and Life again. He consented, thank, thankfully, consented to to write a bit for us, which is in the next magazine. And I've had long chats with Bruce about what we've done and what we are doing and and taken some guidance from him. And for me to have something written by Bruce in our magazine, um, I suppose, well, I'll, you know, I'll brag on that because that, that's a stamp of approval to show that we are doing what it, what it used to be. Yeah. But I think one of the things, Mike, that we're really starting to prove here that things like Truck and Life are a community. Like, yes. You know, so there's a community of people that come back on board with this and I think, you know, we see it every day because we're, we're getting the, the, the comments back off Facebook and emails and things like that. But every day the subscription base grows. Um, more yep. and more people are finding out about it. But... It, as a, and again, it's the community that's based around it. So we're now starting to engage, you know, with the same people who are coming back to us and talking, and they're they're going it to their friends and family and and growing it. So, and it, and it is something that we should be proud of that we're engaging community again in stuff, not just we're not just trying to produce something to flog off, you know, for whatever we can get for it. We're we're trying to build that community again, build the, the transport industry, build the road user, anybody out there that we can act, all act together. So it's, it's been great. Yeah, well, I'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit. We've got three amazing Rig of the Month posters. Yep. Uh, and, the, and the backstories behind them. Um, yes, we've got a couple of Kenworths, but we've got a really a, a fantastic Peter build as well. Uh, for rigs of the month this in the next issue, and I'm not going to tell you whose they are or anything like that. You'll have to you'll have to look at the magazine to see. So who but won the I am, drawing competition? 
<laughs> Sorry? Who won the Who won? story competition? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can tell you. No, you but then, <laughs> Oh, man. You've got no idea. They're relentless, these kids. They're absolutely relentless. Can I just I just make a mention too? There's a lot of people. Um, we've got an, a new order of stock coming, merchandise coming, um, some more bucket hats because we've been out of a few yeah. sizes of bucket hats. So there's a few people that have been messaging me going, you know, when are they coming? And um, they they should be here by the end of the week, I'm hoping, end of next week, okay. um, which we'll have them for Coroit as well. And we've actually I've actually ordered them in um, – we used to have small, medium, large, extra large, and I've actually ordered them in extra small as well um, this time. Okay. So we're getting some extra small in the bucket hats and our – Trucky bags, the next journey trucky bags. Simon was printing those for us. Um, mm. I think Thursday, Friday, and finishing off early next week. So we should have them by the end of next week back in stock as well. So, um, you know, by the end of next week, all of our merch should be back online and um, head to www.truckandlife.net.au to, to grab what you need. Mm. Or see you at Coroid. And if, or see you at Coroid. <laughs> and if you are wanting to subscribe, um, we've probably only got about six days left to get this yeah. edition in with um, in the subscription. In the subscription, otherwise, you know, you can still buy them. They'll, they'll, they'll still be, available be available individually. Um, mm. We still do have a few, a few of the first, um, some of the second, and yeah, there still will be some of our third edition. Yeah, no, they'll be they'll be they'll be floating around. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I must say, our first edition's getting pretty low on stock. So, yeah, yeah if you want want that, we uh, we we uh, we're looking at the subscription options too. Uh, the, we we we're coming up to the first anniversary, so that will be sort of the middle of the year uh, when we put our fourth one out, and then we're going to look at going. With, we are not looking at. We're going to go by monthly after that, aren't we? Mm. Yes. Yes. Yep. So that'll change the uh, change the uh, the game a little bit, mm. and uh, the way it all works, and um, the way it all works. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited about what's going on for down the track, as far as all that goes. Hey, let's 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 just wrap that up there. I suppose we've got about 15 minutes of the show left. What are we going to do for the last 15 minutes? We have to do something. Really spectacular. Well, it's only about nine minutes, but um, nine minutes. Nine minutes. I don't know. Are we in the same time zone or not? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I've got ten. Yeah, I've got nine minutes. It's nine fifty. Well, my bloody clock is obviously slow. I'm looking at the clock up on the wall. Yep. It's, no, it's obviously a little bit slow. But anyway, there you go. Yeah. No, you're way behind the times there, mate. <laughs> way, no, no. way behind. But no. Anyway. I um, I'm not sure where we go from here. It's, it's very unusual that you've run out of content, Mike. <laughs> well, I, I haven't run out of content. There's look, there's plenty of stuff. I've got stuff to talk about, but I mean, whether you want to keep going with them or not is another matter. I mean, you threw a bit of a spanner in the works by getting Ian on the show. Yeah, uh, oh, that don't blame me. He rang in. It's very unusual yeah. for me to still be awake. So it is, that's why I was going to say it's way past your bedtime there, Blondie. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, look, uh, and, I'm, and I'm so happy. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm just looking at what else we've got, mate, and it all just looks so mundane. Really? 
I think it's I mean, a, it is a bit of that news cycle at the moment, though. We've come out of Christmas, and I've you know struggled sometimes in the last week or so to get suppliers and that back on board and talk and yeah. things. It, I think it's only yeah. Even this week, it's been a bit slow. Like everyone's like, oh, mm. we're just still just recovering from Christmas, or they're not back yet. They've had yeah. a few weeks off, so. Well, Jacinda Adams has got married. I don't know why that's news. She's the ex New Zealand lady. She is. She an ex New Zealand lady. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the, what I mean. She was the she was the prime minister of New Zealand she that was, locked yes. everything down and whatever. Now, I've got plenty to say about Jacinda Ardern, but she finally got married because her own COVID restrictions <laughs> bloody ruined her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, good God, that, that, that's a talk about known goal. But anyway, uh, she just got married. And I did see a rather uncharitable meme of her um, uh, earlier today, actually, where people were talking about the bridesmaid dresses, and it was three racehorses with, <laughs> with the coats on, you know. Oh, and I, yeah. uh, That's just a bit cruel sometimes, isn't it? It's a little bit cruel, but, I mean, have you seen her? I mean, dear Lord, look at the teeth on her. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't. I actually really liked Jacinta as a leader. Did you? Yeah, I did. Well, really? I did, yeah. Why? I just think no, she don't. A... Forget I even asked that question. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, uh, Someone had to do it. Oh, mate, she's as far to the left as it's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Imagine they've been a, been a prime minister or a politician through COVID. Like, it's a bit of a, a whole wow thing there, isn't it? Because, like, I don't think anyone really knew what to do. People were changing laws, like... I'll tell you what you do. What your, responsi- what your responsibility is as a leader is to protect the freedom of your constituents. Mm. Not lock them down. Don't start me, all right? <laughs> right. I've had, I've, had just enough, I've had just enough honey whiskey... Does it really grind your gears, Mike? ...to say what I really think. Yeah. Well, no, let's I move mean, away from that one then, because let's just move away from that. Yeah, the uh, the brilliant drink by fifteen thousand people are obsessing over this brilliant drink. You want to do that for a couple of minutes? What's the brilliant drink? I've got no idea. I'm opening the story up now. Anything to get away from Jacinta Ardern and how fantastic she was as a leader. Oh well, so that's a, that's a red button is, subject. The brilliant, the brilliant <laughs> Sorry, drink Mike. in this house is just simply Sorry? great northern. Well, they call it the Brilliant Drink. Kevin Cruz is here tonight. I am. Yeah, well, they. Kevin, uh, third party's consumer has gone into the purchase of a drink. Blah, 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 blah. That's all crap. We're not going to do that. Let's forget yeah. that one. So, <laughs> so, what you're saying is that your favourite website is struggling for I'm, No, I'm struggling at the moment, mate. I really am struggling. There's a teenage villain, teenage tennis villain's message for Australian Open haters. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Australian Open, we can all stand there and watch millionaires playing bloody batting a ball up and back backwards and forwards. I mean, these guys get paid millions of dollars to play tennis all around the world. I mean, their life is terrible, isn't it? Yes. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I should try it. Mate, <laughs> you should. Well, hey, I don't know if I'm good at it or not because I don't play tennis. I never played tennis. So maybe I'm just as good as them. Maybe you are. 
I never. I was never very good at sport mm. at school. Well, I played rugby and I played football because you did, and I played cricket because you did, you know. But I was never. I was like less than average, right? Less than average, but I could shoot. I could shoot a rifle. I was going to say shoot a basketball. No, no, shoot a rifle. Mm. I was always very, very good at that. And I'd imagine I'd still be good at it um, because it's just something that I take. I suppose it takes a particular mindset and a particular skill set to do. I was very, very good at shooting. I don't have a rifle anymore because of the stupid gun laws in this country. Mm. But, you know, um, the... I was always very, very good at that. We can't be very, very good at a lot of things. Um, our, my stepson, Glenn, is a professional golfer. Mm. Uh, and he's done the PGA course and he's an excellent coach. Um, but he was never a very good tournament player. So, uh, uh, no, that's probably a bit harsh. <laughs> he struggled with the mental side of the game. Mm. So, you know, I, I've been out and hit balls with him and all that sort of stuff. And he can hit a ball, bend down, pick the tee up, turn around, and the ball still hasn't hit the ground. Yeah, well. You know? Yeah. You know? Absolutely incredible. But when the pressure's on, right, he's not, he's not the same player. Mm. You know, struggle with the mental side of the game. That's, that was pretty much our son with his surfing. Brilliant yeah. surfer, and everyone said the amount of talent that he had. And he, if he went out mm. free surfing with his mates just for a bit of fun, it awesome, could do some amazing things. Put him in a, put him in a competition, yeah, in, in a heat, and it was, it's yeah, like, it's like what happened, harder. mate? You know, yeah, unreal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, some it's obviously it's obviously some sort of a switch that people have got to flip in their brain, yeah, to just, take them to that next level. Yeah, yeah. the pressure of performing, I suppose. Is, yeah, he used to put a lot of pressure on himself. So yeah. 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 One of these driving simulators, you know, have you, have you ever had a go, Craig, at a Mount Panorama driving circuit, for example? Actually, Mike, can I just say, at the conference, yeah. um, Lisa Scaife will be there from my drive school with a simulator as one of our um, oh. stall sponsors. So, yeah. Well. Yeah. Mm. Right, I've been looking into these simulators a fair bit, Mike, as you know. We've got a yeah. few plans on, on travelling around and... We're not really letting the cat out of the bag, dude. Not really. But um, just looking into some of these simulators and how they work and the programming and components and things like yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's quite interesting on the, um, you know, not, not so much on the heavy vehicle side, but the extent that some of the gaming mobs are going to now, you know, to, to make that real thing. And, you know, people that can, you can have a, like a supercar challenge. You know, it's a big thing online. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I used I used to play a game called Grand Prix, right? Mm-hmm. And you drove '60s model like Grand Prix cars with the open wheelers. You know, like the the Lotuses and the and that sort of thing, and Watkins Glen and all that sort of stuff. And I could sit there and drive that on the computer and win a full length race at the hard setting, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think I could do it for real. Yeah. You know, I don't think I could sit in the cockpit of a real one and do it. Well, I used to try the flight simulator. Yeah. And I'll 
put this message out to everyone that don't ever get in a plane with me if I'm behind the <laughs> Because I, I did experience a lot of crashes. And, did you? And some of those were before, before I even got off the ground. Oh, no. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, insane. Did you see that thing that happened in Japan? I mean, Jesus. Did you see that thing in Japan? In Japan. Oh, the... The two planes. Yeah. That Haneda? The what? The Haneda Airport, the, the, yeah, yeah. the um, planes colliding. Um, I mean, there's a few, few terribly few people passed on that on the, uh, the the small plane. But when when you look at that and see that um, all all those passengers on that bigger plane survived, it's actually amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I don't know how many times you've flown. I've flown a lot of times, and you sit there and you listen to where the emergency escape ramps are and all that sort of thing. Well, I normally get those ones because you've got a bit more leg room. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Crazy yeah. anyway, I suppose. Hey? Not always listening to what they're telling you, but I'm sure they ask, are you prepared? <laughs> and I think you're supposed to help everyone get out, not jump out first. <laughs> well, I don't know, but anyway. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. Anyway, we're anyway. hour. Mate, the, the, let's, let's give our, our uh, sponsors, Renko, another quick plug. Yeah. You can. You, they've got an office in at Derrimut. They've got one in Ingleburn. They've got one in Mount Louisa in Queensland. Nardine Close High Wycombe in Western Australia. Waco in Queensland. Paraka in South Australia. Highlands in the Northern Territory. Renko call one three hundred seven three six eight two six. They'll have the gear that you need to do your job. Mm. Yep. They will. Sounds like they're everywhere, Mike. They are all over Australia, Australia. Right? Over Australia. So rentco.com.au. And look out for the Renko Rig of the Month three times in an upcoming Truck and Life magazine. Yeah. Thanks very much. There you go. My, my work here is done. Is it? <laughs> all right. Well, we'll go to the news. And um, as always, Mike, if you can't, you be, can't good, be good. Hello, I'm Sean Bingley. Another probe into the nation's supermarkets is being considered by the Federal.